KBE, 1040 AM, 99.7 FM. Translator, W259AB. Powell, Knoxville. Live on the ones, the twos, the twos, the ones. Tony Basilio, along with Bino Jeff Henderson, live on the deck here at Calhoun's on the River. Bino, how long has it been since we've done a program out here? Tennessee and Georgia tomorrow. We're looking right at Neyland Stadium. Look how majestic it is here right now for a November day. The leaves have changed, but they haven't fallen from trees here. It feels like we're like a month later than we should be with that. And it's just gorgeous out here today, Bino. Absolutely beautiful, Tony. It's great to be back on remote with you out here in person. It's yeah. been over two years since we've been here, I know. Easy. Easy two years. Yeah. Which is too long. Way too long. Way too long. Way too long. So, uh, I do want to remind you that the Calhoun's folks, they've got, and there's one near you, but the uh, Calhoun's family pack, what an incredible way to go for your tailgating needs, whether it's during the high school football tonight or at any point this weekend. If you're having a game around the, um, if you're having a party around the game tomorrow or you're tailgating at the game tomorrow or whatever it may be, Tennessee and Georgia tomorrow, we've got a, over at tclub.team, including Bino's look back at past Georgia games and some of his memories. We've got a 6,000-word blog up today, plus what Bino has done. So a good 7,000, 8,000 words of content, which is a mini book almost. I'm excited about tomorrow, Bino. Yeah, I am too, Tony. First time a number one team's rolled in here in quite a while, and uh, it'll be interesting to see. It's just a great contrast. It's Tennessee's offense against a really, really good defense, and uh, it's it's a good test to see if Josh Heupel's offense work. We won't see a better defense than this. He he's, he may never see another better defense than this in his entire time in the SEC. However long that is, um, we're we're excited to be here, pumped for it. I want to know with the living listener right now. I want to take your temperature on this deal and uh as a warm-up last night some pretty good thursday night football on pretty good game last night with pittsburgh really good game pittsburgh north North carolina Carolina. matt dixon opined that um at sam howe if tennessee could find a guy like that would be in the future would be an unbelievable quarterback here yeah somebody with his skill set as as matt said he's uh he's a really good runner uh, that can move around in the pocket and throw the deep ball, um, he he would be perfect for, for Heupel's offense. What do you make of um, this weekend, Bino? Give me where you are right now coming into this thing. Well, I, I think it would take a – I think it would take an A game by Tennessee and a, and a D game uh, by Georgia for us to win the game. Uh, I, I'm just more interested in, in how we measure up, how we approach the game. Uh, whether our offense is going to uh, to be able to continue to uh, to be efficient against mm-hmm. this Georgia defense, whether we can protect Hendon long enough for him to to uh, take advantage of anything that you may be able to take advantage of in their secondary, uh, I, it looks to me like Tony at a glance that uh, I haven't seen a better defense than this in Neyland Stadium since '92 with Alabama's defense. They were un. That was not fair. How good they were! Yeah, they were outstanding. They were, and you know, Heath Schuler was 
outstanding in his own right and absolutely took a beating that day. Uh, they they were just I, – I think that's the best SEC defense I've ever seen until this Georgia team, which is the first one that's come close in my opinion. I mean, these guys are uh, – the thing about this Georgia team that – and visiting with um, – one of our great sponsors today, Jeff, from over at Alumni Hall, and we were talking about this Georgia team. And the thing about them is, like a lot of these great teams, is right when you think you've got them where you want them, you you can look up and be three scores down. Yeah. Florida was right there for 25 minutes. They were right there with them. Looked like that game was going to be a fourth quarter, go to the fourth quarter game. And the thing that they do is with that relentless pressure on your quarterback is Hendon Hooker tomorrow has got to get the ball out quickly. Because if we if we do a couple things tomorrow, if we get behind the chains, it's going to be a long day. And I don't know how you don't get behind the chains with them unless we start doing something that we haven't seen us do all year, which is throw to our backs. So we haven't done it all year. So I don't know if tomorrow is the game when you break that out. I would have thought the swing pass to the running backs would have been a staple in this guy's op- You know, like those throwing handoffs like yeah. we see a lot. I, I, I would have too, Tony. I wonder if it wouldn't have been more if we could have just had any kind of consistent running back core week in, week out. Uh, we, it, we've just piecemealed that together the, yeah. the entire season. Uh, and as you said in the blog, um, Jalen Wright, if 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 he's in the game tomorrow, it, it's not what he can, what he can or can't do offensively. Yeah, it's that he's he's going to have real difficulty in the protection packages, in in keeping them off of, of Hooker, and it's a real bad statistical confluence. There they are, uh, they're second in the league with about three sacks per game, and we're dead last in the league, giving up about four. So that's going to be a key tomorrow. Can we protect? Hen and Hooker better than we, will, will that statistical difference flip flop a little bit? Got to Brian Hartman. Where are you, Brian? Well, they haven't had a screen game from the running backs because I think Tyon Evans is made to do that. As you saw against Florida, he took a screen forty-eight yards to the house, and he just hasn't been healthy. They haven't. They didn't have to do it much against Missouri. You didn't have to do anything but just be basic against Missouri and South Carolina. So. I think this is when we would have seen it, but he hasn't been healthy. Tomorrow's a game where we absolutely have to do that. Yeah, and I thought coming in, Tony, that Jalen Wright would be a guy that that was a package that they would have from him, for him from the onset because he's not a guy you're going to run a whole lot, you know, especially through the middle of someone's line. He's just not big enough. So Yeah, he's not I, fast enough either. I, I would have thought that that we would see them throw to him, but he hasn't been on the field as much as I thought. Maybe tomorrow that's when they do. So we come back on the other side. We're going to visit uh, with Dangerous Dan Harrelson, and then I want to get some calls in here. And I want to hear from you uh, about this game tomorrow. Um, it's going to be a day like this. It's going to be an absolutely beautiful day for football. And this is a game back in July I have completely dreaded. Closer we've gotten to it, I'm convinced there's a path to stay in it. I don't know if I'm convinced there's a path to win it, but if you can stay in it, why can't you win it? I'm taking Tennessee in the points. I'm not sure even how smart that is right now. 
because uh, truly, offensively, we are going to have to be picture perfect tomorrow to, to, to stay in that thing and get out of there with a win. We, we are, Tony, and their their offense is actually better than it's given credit for, statistically anyway. It's better than they're given credit yeah. for, right? And our defense is, is a lot worse than we're given credit for, yeah. statistically. Yeah, I, I, I think we've been a, more of an opportunistic defense than we've been yeah. real solid. And the question becomes for, for anybody listening, and, and really for that coaching staff, is when does everything we've put our defense through catch up? Because it looked like it's starting to against Kentucky last week. We made a kind of an average quarterback look otherworldly last week, and you got to wonder how tired these guys are. Just the the rigors of being on the field all the time, and just in a keeping keeping it real sense. How much do they have left? How much is in the tank? Because you know that twenty point take by me betting on my alma mater could be. A fool's errand. That could be a that could be a foolish investment of money when you stop and think about it, especially if your defense is gassed. You know. Yeah, and I I I don't I, I think they were gassed basically before last Saturday because I mean you give up a fourteen play drive the first possession, you give up a ten play drive the first possession of the second half. That that doesn't have anything to those two things don't have anything to do with being tired that day. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And and this defense, I, I mean, uh, there's no question, Tony, that our offense puts uh, they they put a lot on the defense. They they, but at some point you have to get yourself off the field. At some point you have to make a tackle on third down or on second down to keep it from being third yeah. and short. Which is why I said what I said about just and I know it's you know it's off week and all that. But that's why I said what I said in terms of just the just the way that defense looked yeah. last week. Yeah. Yeah, but, I think the season has ground them down. Yeah. But Adams John Adams had an interesting point yesterday, which is just when you're ready to count those guys out, you give up a fourth and twenty four and then you don't surrender another yard. I mean it's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, they're 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 they make plays when they have to make plays. They they're like they're basically like this yeah. entire Tennessee football team. Which is and it's why they're a lot better than their numbers say they are. Because yeah. if you look at their numbers, they look like they're an atrocious they're, unit. They get a lot of takeaways. Yeah. Uh which they didn't early in the year, but they yeah. do statistically now. And even though they're terrible on third down keep and in the red zone, yeah. they're really good on fourth down. They get off the field on fourth thing. Right. They can't on third. Which is the game. I mean, that's the game, right? Yeah. These days, that's a game. You know, it's funny. I was watching. uh, I woke up this morning early, and I was watching a game from the 70s for the heck of it on YouTube. And and teams back then wouldn't dare going on like a fourth and two. No. Now, your defense has to be a four-down defense. Yeah. And the mentality back then... They would get the third down, and they'd all put their hands up, and they would all celebrate the fact that it was fourth down because they knew they were walking off the field. Yeah, even though it was all structured fourth and short, even a thirty-nine yard line. Yes, we got out of here. And now it's a totally different deal. Now, now you're playing defense. You know, uh, uh, many times I'm going to be out here for four downs. I'm going to come back on the other side. A dangerous Dan will be here. Come out, eat some lunch, and talk some sports with us today. We're on the deck out here. It's a beautiful day 
absolutely beautiful here. Calhoun's on the river where we be. We're going to come back on the other side and uh, kick it with uh, Danger Dan as we continue with more of your Tony Basilio show on a Friday after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. Don't let the high prices of the big box stores stop you from buying new flooring for your home or business. Shop at Stover's Liquidation in Oak Ridge. Save tons of money, like luxury planks starting at 69 cents per square foot. Hardwood flooring starting at 149 a square foot. With the best possible selection, over 10 million square feet of flooring in stock, nobody stocks more flooring than Stover's Liquidation. So come shop us in Oak Ridge or online anytime at Stover'sLiquidation.com. Stover's! Tony Basilio here for my good friend Marcos Garza in your Garza Law Firm. Pretty jacked up that it's football time in Tennessee. How about you? Well, I still have word of a troubling development and what we can do about it. Because carpetbaggers remain in our area. Out-of-town law firms, carpetbaggers, have been swarming in the East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, Birmingham, they've stormed into our area. You've seen the ads on television. You've heard some of these new ads that are popping up on radio. Let me ask you a question. Wouldn't you rather do business with somebody that's live and local? A local law firm? You know. A true neighbor. Marcos Garza and my friends at your Garza Law Firm are exactly that. These are your neighbors, your friends, our neighbors and friends. Support local causes year-round. Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm, always there for me when I have a need for Fish Hospitality Pantry and also our Machi Tailgate. Just to name a couple of things. They're live and local. They're one of us. They're of our earth. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries, and accident matters. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. And they will be for many, many years to come. Live, local, one of us, one of you. The Garza Law Firm. Let us help. Life never stops moving. And between the 30-minute commutes, daycare pickups, weekly soccer practice, Tuesday night yoga, X number of coffee runs, and that weekend trip to grandma's, you're racking up the miles. What you need is a tire that can keep up. A tire designed for doers. A tire that's going to last. Like the exceptionally long-lasting Michelin Defender tire. With an 80,000-mile warranty and the safety and comfort you expect, you can forget all about the miles ahead and focus on getting your destination or conquering your to-do list. Fleet Tire, I-275 exit 1B at East Woodland Avenue in Knoxville. That's Fleet Tire, I-275 exit 1B at East Woodland Avenue in Knoxville. Fleet Tire. What do you call a group of friends who wear the same jersey for good luck, no matter how old it is, and who support their team through thick and thin, week after week, as if the very season depended on it while drinking Miller Lite? You call it Miller time, all football season long. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Carnes Motor Company is celebrating 20 years of serving the living East Tennessean. Like us here at your Tony Basilio show, Carnes Motor Company wins because Rob and Brian go above 
and beyond for you. Above and beyond, Carnes Motor Company will even buy or sell your vehicle. Yes, they'll buy or sell your vehicle for you. Plus, warm weather's here. It's time to get your air conditioning serviced and get your vehicle ready for vacation with their certified technicians. And the best part, bumper to bumper, pillar to post. Carnes Motor Company will serve all your vehicle needs. How else can you thrive for 20 years besides going above and beyond? You will win with Carnes Motor Company. 7447 Oak Ridge Highway. Online at CarnesMotor.com. Win with Carnes Motor Company. The kids are off to college. They're hundreds of miles away. And me and Mrs. B are staring at each other in an empty house. She wants to get away. Go see a show or an event. Who do we call? Oh, uh, yeah, select ticket service. How about when she wants to go to an NFL game? Hey, uh, select ticket service. Back to the phones. How about a concert in Atlanta? Select ticket service. Say an NBA game in Charlotte? Select ticket service. Ah, uh, select ticket service. Select ticket service. 687-1718. Select ticket service. Yeah, 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 that'll play. Are you or do you know a senior that wants to give back and make some extra money while doing it? Well, I've got a life-giving idea for you. It's called Seniors Helping Seniors. This is a special job that will work around your lifestyle. Whether you or the senior you know can provide just transportation to a fellow senior or have a full nursing background, you have the ability to work as many or as few hours as you would like. So any senior can do it. Give them a call and join the life-giving team at Seniors Helping Seniors, 865-269-4483. That's 865 865- 269-4483 or find them online at seniorshelpingseniors.com It's a great way to give and receive Seniors Helping Seniors Bacilio back with you 865-200-5402 as we welcome you back on your Tony Basilio show Let the games begin Let's bring uh, Danger Dan Harrelson in here without further ado. Danger Dan Harrelson, you of VolsWire.com. Uh, welcome in, brother. How you doing? I'm uh, doing pretty well. I hope you guys are, too. Danger Dan, it's a great day to be alive and well. Make no mistake about it. We were just talking a second ago. What's a path, in your humble opinion, for the Vols to, um, to really make this thing interesting tomorrow, Dan? I think just continuing to, to play fast, to, to really get the ball out quick. Kendon Hooker's going to, have to play fast. He's going to, have to react fast to the, the front seven of Georgia. Uh, I think on the flip side, uh, with, with Banks and company, with the defense, uh, they're, they're going to have to, to keep Georgia, I would say maybe in the twenties, lower thirties, that, that top game kind of, get a turnover or two. I mean, who knows? It looks like Stetson Bennett's going to be the guy. I mean, he, he's a he's a decent quarterback, but we've seen last year and this year that he's not one that can really uh, extend plays like a guy like J.C. Daniels can uh, uh, on the offensive side uh, with his talent when he's healthy. And I kind of look back at Kirby's career when he was uh, at Alabama early on 
it's kind of a similar type situation with Georgia in comparison to Alabama taking that next step and finally winning it all. If you look at 08, 09 with Kirby and Alabama there, their quarterback situation, John Parker Wilson, kind of like a Stetson Bennett, he couldn't take that next step. Greg McElroy could, and a healthy JT Daniels can. So I think Kirby's waiting on a guy like Stetson to, to really take that next step to, to finally win a national championship if JT is not ready to go the rest of the way. Live on the deck here, Calhoun's on the river where we be. Come out, eat some lunch, talk some sports with us, Steve Russell. The great, uh, bow your heaven, you say his name, Dan Harrelson joining us, counting down to tomorrow's festivities. Bino, jump in. Dan, when you, when you look at Georgia's defense, uh, I'm a dinosaur, and I, I think the only one that I've ever seen come in here that's comparable is 92 Alabama. Uh, they're, they're first or second in every major defensive category. Um, what, what do you think Tennessee's offense can do tomorrow to move the football against them? Right. I, I just think they have to play fast. I, I think uh, Josh Heifel kind of alluded to it pre-snap yesterday also, talking about Hinton Hooker, that he's done a, a pretty good job but with reading coverages and, and all that. But Georgia, uh, like you said, they're, they're, they're top two in about every category. And they're going to do their job also to react to any adjustments that Hooker's going to do. And I think Hooker did a pretty good job with that in the Kentucky game. That place was loud. And I thought he did a good job early. I know it didn't go Tennessee's way a lot early, except for those big plays. But he did a good job just kind of reading the the defensive front. And Kentucky was pretty big uh, on, on the field level, just kind of looking at them in the trenches. And obviously, George is a different animal. You look at Jordan Davis, a six six three forty. You got Cade Mays at the center, or Cooper Mays at the center spot. Who uh, they listed? They, they, they list him at two eighty five, but I'm yeah. not buying that. Yeah. I, I, two fifty maybe. Yeah, and the thing about it, uh, Tony, you look at uh, that mismatch in the middle. And I know they they put out a stat from the University of Tennessee Twitter account about Jerome Carvin. He's played well. Hasn't given up a, a sack in 600 plus snaps. Wow. But you know the double teams are going to happen. Uh, it, it may not be Carvin. Maybe that was a stat on purpose to say this isn't the guy that's going to move over and help double team Jordan Davis with, with Cooper Mays. It could be Spragans on the other side. So I thought that stat was kind of interesting that they put out there. And I think they may have put that out on purpose. I'll tell you this. Uh, you. you you share a concern of mine, which, and Bino, tell me if if, if Danny and I are wrong, because I'm going to put words in Danny's mouth. Hendon Hooker can be a little scary tomorrow because he'll ball hold at times. He's got to be quick tomorrow. That ball's got to get out. Because if it doesn't get out, they're going to put him on the ground. They're going to take the ball from us. And that's, that is... In plain English, that is what you were saying, Dan, yes? Yeah, and, and you look at a guy like Bryce Love in Alabama, that's why he's been so successful. I know they have a lot of talent to work with, but he's so quick. Tua was so quick. Those top quarterbacks are so quick. JT Daniels is quick to react when he's healthy. That's what takes it to the next step. You look at Clemson, those top teams with Deshaun and Trevor Lawrence, 
that's why they were able to make runs because those type quarterbacks are so quick against these elite defenses. And you're right, Hendon Hooker has to be quick. He's got to react quick. He's got to get it out hot. And, you know, Josh said it personally yesterday. He's just got to react quick, especially in games like this. Hey, Dan, when when you look at, at Stetson Bennett's stats, um, they kind of tell a different story than how Georgia's fan base feels about him. Um, I think he's I think he's first in the league in in quarterback rating. He's thrown fourteen touchdowns and and only four interceptions. But like you said last year, he had a couple of games where basically he was the reason that they did not win. Is he still? Does he still have one of those in him? And could it occur tomorrow? I mean, it could. It's obviously a big game. It, a lot of eyes will be on it. Tennessee's definitely going to be motivated for it. Black uniforms, all that good stuff. And, you know, that's why you play the games. I mean, Tennessee can move the ball and create some opportunities on defense to, to, to put Stetson Bennett in a position where he turns the ball over and maybe they're settling for field goals or whatnot. I do think Georgia's got enough in them to, to get by this game. But I think for Georgia's sake, well, also I'll say this, I think Tennessee has a real good shot of scoring 14-plus points. I think they can get between 14 and, and 20 uh, against Georgia. But it's going to be interesting to see what Georgia has to face uh, going forward, whether that be Texas A&M or Alabama in, in Atlanta. We'll see how that plays out because I think Ole Miss A and M is going to be interesting. If A and M drops that, then obviously they got Bama in the driver's seat in Atlanta. But uh, I'll say this about this matchup this weekend: I thought it was interesting. I don't know the the media member that put this out there because I was listening on the radio or whatnot. Uh, but it was a Georgia media uh, guy that was saying that when Paul Johnson was the Georgia Tech head coach, that Kirby would always throughout the whole year spring practice, all that good stuff, fall camp throughout the season. He would he would put uh, a couple periods each practice just focus on that triple option. And Kirby kind of let it slip out that uh, he, he put eyes on a couple periods against this, this up-tempo offense from Josh Heupel, what they run, just so that they can be prepared and ready for it. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, they'll be laying on the ground tomorrow. They're gonna have yeah. a bunch of they're gonna have a bunch of uh, pseudo injuries, but uh, everybody does it. The Vols do it on their um, the Vols do it on their the extra points. That's their that's their gig, which we all think funny when you're watching. Here's a question for you: Why haven't we seen the swing pass from Tennessee's offense to the backs? Sean Sinclair brought that up to me Wednesday, and I hadn't really thought about it. Brian Hartman's uh, take is that uh, the injury to our uh, JUCO back, that's that's a pass they, they really were going to throw to him a bunch this year, but he hasn't been available. And then maybe it wasn't Small's game, and now with what they're left with. Do you buy that, or is that... I mean, that was a, that was a staple of the offense uh, at Central Florida, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, and I think Brian's 100% on that. I, I just think it's because of how the his cards have played out, that the, the what he has in his hand uh, to, to to play with right now, just because uh, of the injury status, I think Tylon would have been perfect for something like that. 
Uh, honestly, I thought Jalen Wright would be a little bit more ready to, to go, but I think he's been banged up a little bit, maybe hitting that freshman wall as well. But I would definitely think that you, you would see that maybe next year as they tend to get more players recruited into this scheme, into this program and the system. But, yeah, I definitely think it's, it's the injury status that they just can't really go towards that because they obviously have to keep their mind on the ground game as well. Bob, I hear when you say thy name, the great Dan Harrelson joining us. What you got, Bean? I'm good. Dan's, Dan's, Dan's got Never it going. Did. Dan, talk to me about your sense of where's the – if there is to be like an inside edge in this deal, what is it? Well, uh, for, for Georgia's sake, it's obviously the front seven. Uh, but for Tennessee's sake – I would probably have to say Bayless Jones Jr. would, would have to be a, a guy. And I kind of go back to maybe that 2013 Tennessee-Georgia game. Obviously, two different teams, especially on Georgia's side. Georgia's a lot better than, than that game. But a guy like Pig Howard really stepped up. And I, I think a guy like Bayless Jones Jr. in the slot uh, with Hendon Hooker having to, to read hot, react quick, I, I think Bayless really needs a, a huge game. And you look at a guy like Pig Howard back then, and you look at Bayless now, special teams, they need some good return in this game just to really set up some good field position, get some, some points against this defense. So I think Bayless has a chance to, to really do something in this matchup. Roger has a fresh new Believe the Hype t-shirt on. I kind of believe the hype, especially early in these games. They do such great stuff. Bino, you win the toss tomorrow. Let's go around the room. We'll go Bino. We'll go. We'll get Brian this too. You win the toss, Bino. You taking the football in that stadium? Get down the field and score. No, I, I told you before, Tony. I'm an I'm an eternal. I'm an eternal. Wait till the second half. I, I defer every time I win the toss. Bino, first score because to- I want I want the opportunity to have the ball last in the first half and first in the second. First score tomorrow is huge, Bino. I don't care. Score first. It's worth 100 points I want tomorrow. that middle. That's a team that's given up six offensive touchdowns all year. You get on the field, punch them in the throat quickly, Bino, and it could be game on. Tomorrow would be a game to deviate. Will you think twice? I don't do it, Tony. Danger Dan, how do you answer that? You win the toss tomorrow. What are you doing if you're the Vols? Uh, I'd probably go and take it. I kind of like Bino. I, I kind of like to see the – Get the ball second half, third quarter, and maybe get a two-for-one there at the end of the first half. But I think this is a different situation. you got some momentum. The crowd's going to be into it, obviously, alternate uniforms. But then in the back of your head, you do view Georgia's defense. Six shutouts in the first quarter this year. I think the most they've given, given up in the first quarter was six points to South Carolina. South Carolina lost 40-13 to 13 after that. So they've been stellar, not only the first quarter, but the – the first half. So, but I think in a game like this, if you feel good about your running back situation injury wise, might as well go ahead and try it. I guess. Well, listen, you're not going to win tomorrow playing scared, guys. You're not, and you're not going to win tomorrow thinking about getting the ball first in the third quarter. Scared is afraid to kick off to start the game. That's what scared is. Brian Hartman, how do you? Interesting. Brian Hartman, how do you answer that? I would wait to put Georgia's defense on the field as long as I could. You guys are. Because they go out and say first or 
second play, they can make a statement and get everything going. So I, w- I would delay that as far as I could. And, yeah, I like getting the ball at the start of the second half and maybe get something before the end of the second quarter. Yeah. Somebody else on the line, Tony. You'll find somebody to agree with you. Roger agrees with me, right, Rog? Rod shucked me off. <laughs> Locke, you agree with me? Yes, sir. Jan Yemi, you agree? Yes, sir. Thank you. Brad, where are you? You take the ball tomorrow, Brad, or are you kicking it? Yeah, he's with me. Yeah, here we go. Where he won. Hey, he won several rings at Maryville. The rest of y'all no, didn't. Rest of y'all. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> the rest of y'all ring. The rest of y'all ring, rings around the collar. Uh, Dan Harrelson on the way out. Who did you have, if anybody, on your award-winning, often imitated, never duplicated podcast this week? Yeah, I had Alan Bridgeford on. He was quarterback for Todd Muckin at Southern Miss. We just kind of talked about how they've been able to, to manage uh, this air raid offense from Todd Muckin into a pro-style set to make things work with the talent that they have and what Kirby Smart wants to do with pro-style concepts. It's kind of like Mark Whipple earlier this year with, with Pittsburgh, uh, one minute. Pittsburgh was running mesh with two tight ends, and that set up the double pass. So it'd be kind of interesting to see if Todd Munkin does stuff like that in this matchup as well. Danger, Dan, you're the man. Peace on the streets, my friend. It was great talking with you. Tell the living listener where they can find that and find you. Yeah, ballswired.com. Beautiful. Thank you, brother. Good talking to you. Thanks, Dan. Beautiful Friday. I'll tell you what, we have it all today. Look at the orange and the white being out here. The leaves are orange and white. The skyline, it's beautiful. You see the stadium over there, the trust. Let me let me let me paint a picture for you here. We're at Calhoun's on the river, one of the most beautiful spots in America. Make no doubt make no mistake about it. In what is my favorite season here. Now my my nose does not like this because it's a catch can. For this type, of, this kind, this time of year, but uh, Bino, we have some Georgia fans making their way onto the porch today. Are they welcome here? Absolutely, 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 welcome. absolutely. I think they're number one in America right now, Bino. We got four dogs. Got two dog fans. Two dogs. He's got a dog. I tell you what. I tell you what, Bean Star. The pressure's all on them tomorrow. The pressure's all on that whole oh, Georgia group. No question. And okay. Tennessee needs to play. This is a gravy game. Lucy Goosey. Gravy game. L- gravy. This is a bonus. This is fun tomorrow. This is your 20 point on, your 20 point favorite. Take the ball. You win the toss. Take the ball. Go down the field and score. This is an iconic foul setting, Tony. It really is. It really is. is. It this really is what is. it's all it's about now. And hey. you promoted it perfectly. This is the main event. This, this is, is Friday. The it's the main event. Yes. This is Ali Frazier. Yes. This ain't Bugner and Ron Lyle. <laughs> we're going to come back. 865-200-5402. Actually, we're not going anywhere. I want to know from you. Um, right now, I want to know from you. As we've gotten closer to this thing, what's going to happen tomorrow? What is going to happen tomorrow in this game? 
865-200-5402. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not calling a shot tomorrow. Now, people are emailing me and calling shots. People are feeling this. When you can play offense like we can play offense, I promise you Kirby Dumb is nervous for tomorrow. Well, I, I, I think Dan Harrelson's right. I think you have to have some – I think you have to win some areas of the game that people don't think about very much. Mm-hmm. I, I know the kicking game isn't what it once was, but we do have to create – in order to have a chance tomorrow, we have to have several short field opportunities, which either means a real good return or a takeaway yeah. defensively. Without those things, we, we've got to have some great equalizers to be in this thing tomorrow. Uh, like Matt Dixon said today in his piece, you need three turnovers. And you need to be perfect. You can do that. I mean, yeah. They can do that. Uh, Tennessee, at least, at the very least, has to be plus two, I think, turnover-wise. And one of them has to be, at least one of them you either have to score with or it has to give you a point-blank opportunity to score. I mean, literally, you won last week and got out of Lexington with a dub because of, this, because of the pick six. Sure. Yeah. If you're going to count it off. That was I mean, the separator. You know, plus, they gifted you three points for halftime, which is what you're talking about, that hidden stuff in games. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And those hidden swings. Tomorrow is a real opportunity for this program, though, to jump into the national consciousness. Just by playing well tomorrow, you can do that. Just by not going out and doing a J-O-B to them. And, and that the Vols are capable of that. The question is, and my big question is, do they have enough left defensively with the yeah. limited personnel, the amount of people that have played, the amount of snaps they've played, just that whole situation, do they have enough tomorrow to manage? If, they, if, the, if the question is yes, then they can be in the game. We're going to do some totals later on, Bino. One of my totals is total offensive scores for Tennessee, total touchdowns. I got the number at one and a half right now. You going to go over or under one and a half? Uh, I'm I'm going to go over. That'd be the most that that yeah. team they faced. Thirteen points is the most they've given up. Thirteen points. I mean, in the modern era, not nineteen seventy-seven, six point six point under a touchdown and a extra point against them. I mean, in the Southeastern Conference, fifty right in the Southeastern Conference. When did Neyland start coaching down there at Georgia? Literally, their nose tackle is eighty-five pounds heavier than our center. That's the that's what I believe. Not talking about the discrep. I'm just talking about when you look at those two guys. Yeah. And the kid we have, hey, look, he'll fight you. Oh. But they got to get him help. Yeah. They got to get him help or this thing is going to be an absolute, I mean, he'll cave us in. That's why the ball's got to get out quick. See, that's the other thing. You would say, well, Tennessee's going to test them down the field, take shots against their safeties, which sounds great on paper. But if you don't have a running game I respect, how am I going to create enough time to do that with that big nose tackle in there? And that's yeah, what they I, do to people. That's what they cave people in. That's what they do. You know, we, we've talked, and, and Tennessee hasn't utilized throwing to the backs. But what they have done 
is use that wide receiver screen mm-hmm. uh, all year long mm-hmm. to to uh, to their benefit, and I expect to see a whole lot more of that tomorrow as well. That's just a stand up and throw it out there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they've played off of that, and, yeah. and when someone comes right up, they throw over the top of them, too. They've got too many people out there to handle. So I expect Tennessee to, to utilize that as much as possible tomorrow. And I'll tell you this, they need Stetson Bennett to put the ball in the air. Yeah. We need Stetson Bennett to do some when, goofy things. Yes. Here's the other thing. The, they got we got people out here on the deck right now that are Georgia fans, and they're bringing about 15,000 people in here tomorrow. Their fan base doesn't for the most part, does not like him. They want the other kid to play. Yeah. And so if he goes out and does a few goofy things early, that creates a little unrest and the murmurs among their people and all that stuff. And that's what we need. We need this game to be messy on their part tomorrow. Yeah, Kirby Smart's one of the few guys left uh, that's going to use a game manager. You know, he's still, yep. he's still hung in early Nick Saban era. Yep football um and i you know after what we went through here with with garantano i would never question why another fan base likes or dislikes their quarterback it's just impossible to know unless you're right on top of the situation like they are but his numbers yeah are better than than the angst that they feel toward him glorious day today get out and enjoy it with us we're on the deck here calhoun's on the river it's incredible. They've got a great menu for you here. Uh, Lockie just ordered something. I hope he doesn't eat in front of us. Bino, should we eat lunch and talk sports on the air today? Would you like to do that? No, Tony, I, I would not. You're welcome to, but I would not. I'm thinking about getting the best ribs in America and eating them on the air today, Bino. Well, I mean, that's there's, there's no better advertisement than that. Take a uh, brief T.O., for Calhoun's, maybe not for the Tony Basilio radio show. Interesting. We're going to come back on the other side. I want to hear from you. Um, the Sharps, and I'm going to give you more of this. The Sharps believe this game's going to be close in Neyland Stadium tomorrow. I'm going to expound upon that. Yeah, I do. Um, you're going to appreciate the information. The people that do this for a living think that's going to be a close football game. And I mean the people that gamble on this stuff for a living think that's going to be a close game tomorrow less than a mile from where we are right now. Will it happen? We'll take a brief time out and continue after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. Calhoun's is offering something new this year to help you get through the holiday season and let us handle the cooking. Let Calhoun's make your holiday dinner extra special at home. Bring it home. A Calhoun's holiday feed pack. As always, Calhoun's is offering our popular traditional turkey pack as well as melt-in-your-mouth prime rib. Each pack feeds five people and is accompanied with Calhoun's tasty sides, garlic rolls, and homemade cheesecake. The Calhoun's Holiday Feed Packs are available hot and ready through the new year. Call to reserve your order today and up to 48 hours in advance. For more... Visit HolidayFeedPack.com. That's HolidayFeedPack.com. Eat local. Eat good. Calhoun's, the taste of Tennessee. 
If you're age 65 or on disability, you qualify for Medicare. And now is the time to enroll in your 2022 Medicare plan. Adam Buckles is your Medicare specialist, the go-to guy when it comes to Medicare. If you're 65 and over or on disability, you owe it to yourself to call my guy, VFL Adam Buckles. There are many Medicare plans for different people with different needs. So find the best fit for you. Contact Adam Buckles, licensed all over the Southeast to handle your Medicare needs. And as a reminder, if you're self-employed, it's time to start looking for a new plan in 2022. The enrollment period for you to select a new plan opens in early November. Adam is of all to the core. Wants to help you find the right plan. 423-213-7655. 423-213-7655. Call Adam Buckles. He's my good Christian friend and he'll take real good care of you when you need an enhancer or two for your Medicare. Check out his photo as well in the blog over at tclub.team. Styling and profiling Adam Buckles. Warm up those cold winter nights with North Knoxville's crown jewel, the pizza pie trade. It's Alidio's Pizza. You got to know Alidio is the little guy behind the counter at East Town Mall. Now check out his great prices and award-winning taste in North Knoxville off Callahan Drive at Central Avenue Pike. Alidio serves up gigantic 18-inch pizzas every day for only $9.99 or delicious calzone or Bino's favorite right to Stromboli. Mrs. B loves the big ziti where granny, mom, dad, and child alike say mama mia chow at Adios Kazoots. Callahan Drive at Central Avenue Pike. Galidio's Pizza. Alumni Hall is your Tennessee shopping destination with the absolute best selection of gear. I'm talking the best stuff from amazing brands like Nike, Nike Golf, Champion, and more. Plus, Alumni Hall has great women's fashion and gear for the kids, too. And Alumni Hall offers 10% student and military discounts in store. Plus, you can shop online anytime from anywhere in the world at alumnihall.com. That's alumnihall.com. Alumni Hall, your go-to shopping destination for Tennessee gear. TB here for Cedar Bluff Plumbing, a live and local company that's been serving our area for over 32 years and counting because every customer counts, and I mean, no job is too small. Cedar Bluff Plumbing just voted number one by City View Magazine because multiple plumbing experts are on call to serve all your plumbing needs. Chances are there'll be a plumber in your area when you call, and they won't send some salesman to your house. You're going to get a high-character, trustworthy, highly trained plumber who will serve you, not like some of these guys that look like they came off the set of America's Most Wanted. Cedar Bluff Plumbing is Basilio tested and approved and will go the extra mile for you because Chucky Mac is a servant of the people and my consigliere to the throne. Celebrating over 32 years of serving living volunteers. Cedar Bluff Plumbing. Call 588-4448. That's 588-4448. Cedar Bluff Plumbing. Tony Basilio here from my good friend Marcos Garza in your Garza Law Firm. Pretty jacked up that it's football time in Tennessee. How about you? Well, I still have word of a troubling development and what we can do about it. Because carpetbaggers remain in our area. Out-of-town law firms, carpetbaggers, have been swarming in the East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, Birmingham, they've stormed into our area. You've seen the ads on television. You've heard some of these new ads that are popping up on radio. Let me ask you a question. Wouldn't you rather do business with somebody that's live and local? A local law firm? You know. A true neighbor. Marcos Garza and my 
friends at your Garza Law Firm are exactly that. These are your neighbors, your friends, our neighbors and friends. Support local causes year-round. Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm, always there for me when I have a need for Fish Hospitality Pantry and also our Machi Tailgate, just to name a couple of things. They're live and local. They're one of us. They're of our earth. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries, and accident matters. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. And they will be for many, many years to come. Live, local, one of us, one of you. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Basilio for Smoothie King. And look who's showing up at Smoothie King these days. It's TK and TK Jr., the dynamic duo, looking better than ever. It's great to be here enjoying a delicious, nutritious Smoothie King. Something I have been doing for going on 20 years. Drinking Smoothie King as a meal replacement helps me keep a leg up on Junior. I can still take him. Let the old man grow if it makes him feel a little better about himself. Pops taught me a lot of things. And one of them was eat healthy by drinking Smoothie King. Good nutrition never tasted so good. And it's easy to eat on the move. Just roll it to the drive-thru and get your favorite Smoothie King. Two peas in a pod. That's what you guys are. VFL and SKFL. What a combination. Almost as good as the offerings right here at Smoothie King. Slim, fitness, wellness, and break time blends. Ling One, Gladiator, and the Hawk are all great choices for your different needs. Greek yogurt, paleo, keto, and peanut power plus. I absolutely love the vegan nutty super grain. Just look at these guns, Junior. Get over yourself, Pop. Smoothie King is what we're here to talk about. The new metabolism boost smoothies are delicious and keep you going. Coffee smoothies, angel food, and strawberry kiwi breeze are just a few of the most popular choices on the menu. Thanks for the Smoothie King love, guys. Let's keep Tommy Boy Marine and his crew blending smoothies on Rocky Top for years to come. Delicious and nutritious. The healthy alternative to fast food. Say it with me, Kelly Duo. Smoothie King. Coming in late. He's coming in late, isn't he, TK? Yeah. What are we going to do with him? Tony Basilio here with former Vol great Mark Griffin. And Mark's here to talk about performance medicine. And Mark's been going to performance medicine now for a few years. Mark, one of the things performance medicine did is help you with your low energy. Part of that was hormone therapy. How has that helped you, Mark? Well, hormone therapy has actually given my energy back that I had lost in the past. And I just feel like a new person. Tony, as you age, your hormones decline. As they decline, you decline in every way. Performance medicine wants to keep you from declining as you age. Don't decline. One of the misconceptions Mark people have about performance medicine is that hormones is all they do. I know for me, it was nothing of the sort. My vitamin levels were all screwed up and they got me on a regimen. Three years later, I feel like a brand new man. Did you experience something similar with them as well? Tony, I did. It's like I was given a scorecard of the way I was living my life in some of the areas that were deficient. We took a look at the scorecard and said, this is where you need to address the meds you need. This is a lifestyle change you need to make and I tell you what it's all turned around as far as how I feel in a short period of time and I know he can do the same thing for your listeners don't settle for the way you feel performance medicine online at performancemedicine.net performance medicine WJBE 1040 AM 99.7 FM translator W259AB Powell Knoxville TB back with you as we welcome you back on the one, the only, it is the Tony Basilio Show. Great day out here on the deck. 
at Calhoun's on the River, this place is going to be jumping and hopping and popping and dropping all weekend. It's going to be absolutely next level. I want to remind you, the uh, family pack here is just a great way to go. If you're having a party this weekend, uh, Feed 5, Feed 10 family pack is a way to go. Make no mistake about it. And uh, you can get it with the ribs, which I'm going to eat some ribs today on the air, Bino. And I'm going to let you just do the show. All right, before we go to the phones, and I'm going to ask the following. Do you believe in tomorrow, living Vol fan? bunch of Georgia fans, Bino, are just going to descend upon this place. And um, I'm going to read something. I'm going to read a special communique from Tennessee Lee that I shared with Bino. And then I'm going to give you some tertiary information. You know, in life, one thing you learn is to follow the money. And one thing I've learned is that people that do think, like like you and me, making a bet for a few dollars, I mean, what, whatever. What, what is, you know. Yeah. Of course, I'm a trained radio professional, sometime prognosticator, quite excellent at it. Yes. If I may say so myself. Yes. You, well. I'm Joe Schmo. Now, nah, you're, you're excellent, Pino. This is from Nashville Lee. Sent me this un, un, unscripted yesterday and unannounced. The sharpest of all sharp guys. What does that mean in betting parlance, Bino, for the uninitiated? means those that bet the most money yep. and are uh, the best at making sure they don't no. lose it. See, when you're Lee and you do this for a living, you have to know what the sharp, sharp, sharp guys are doing if you want to make money. He has his own, um, what does he call those, his own power rankings and his own stuff, and he has his own opinion. But everybody in that world sort of follows each other. That's why these lines move, especially the guys that do this for not recreational purposes. I'm going to get to something here for the Living Volfin you're going to find very interesting tomorrow. The sharpest of all the sharp guys are literally betting mortgages on Tennessee this week, Tony. This is the biggest play of their seasons. They're playing Tennessee tomorrow, and it's the biggest play of many of their seasons. This is respected action from winning players. These are people that are not fooling around. And the books are dropping payouts on the Tennessee money line right now to win straight up because of this. Lee opines at the end, Tennessee is going to take this game to the wire on Saturday. Now, I back up what Lee said with this. Clone sent me this. Couple of Vegas pundits on their daily wager ESPN show are playing the over Tennessee team total of 17 and a half tomorrow. Bino, the people that do this for a living and the people that study this stuff with the formulas and the models believe it's going to be a close game tomorrow. Does that, does that mean anything to you in terms of, um, you're forming an opinion on this game. Yes, Tony. I, I, I tend to, uh, I tend to put faith in what happens, especially early in the week. Yeah. Um, 
in, in the betting cycles because generally that's when most of the pro money it goes out there. Yeah. I, I mean, those guys don't hit them all either, but they hit a better percentage than most of us. Right. Uh, so, and it, especially if they find one that they target that they're going to bet even more of their bankroll than they usually do. They hit a really, really high percentage of those. So, yes, it does mean something to me. So, Lee is not, Nashville Lee is not prone to hyperbole. When he tells you that there are people that are respected betters in that community that he knows, and when he uses a term like betting mortgages, that tells me, Do you think they see a spot in this thing for Georgia? You think this is a spot game for Georgia? I'm trying to figure out why that would be. Do you, do you think the thought is these guys are due for a letdown? You can't play defense the way they've played. I mean, what 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 does what does Georgia have left? I, know? I, I don't know, Tony. It's certainly not a spot game if you just look at their schedule, right? As a matter of fact, if you look at their schedule uh, after Florida, this would be the game that you would think would have most of their attention uh, because they played Missouri the week before, and then after they leave Knoxville, they play Charleston Southern and Georgia Tech. I'm trying to determine what these guys. There's got to be a reason. There's got to be a reason that those guys are doing what they're doing. Because, again, these are people that are not idly going to throw money away like you and I would. I, I pretty frequently, Tony, look at a uh, look at a power rating uh, that I like off of Vizen.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is not a game where the line is way off of what most power ratings would have it. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think that I think that when I did the calculations, it said that Tennessee should have been a 19-point underdog. You know, they were 21, 20 and a half, somewhere in there. What I'm interested in, and I, I'll pull it up here in a second when I can see my phone, is uh, if if that's the case, then there certainly should be some line movement going on. If those whales are betting as big yeah. on Tennessee as they bet on anything thus far, yeah. Then we should look up and find that line at eighteen, unless it's unless it's three or four or five guys he knows. Which again, yeah, 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 that's, is that's still right. interesting. Yeah, that's right. Still more more than anecdotal for him to yeah, say that it, to no, me. No, it is, and and he would know the respected money. Yeah. So let's go to the phones. I don't think ours is in there. You don't think we're respected money? No, I don't think so. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. If you want to join us. Your Tony Basilio show, show of record. I want to grab uh, Florida as our first caller today. Florida's going to throw the first pitch out, who experienced this uh, Georgia bunch a couple weeks back, and it didn't go too well for them. But for a half, Florida was sitting right there in that game. But that was a uh, soul-crushing experience for Florida, for the Florida fans, and for their football team. In retrospect, you look at how their season's gone since then. Florida, welcome in. My man, hey, listen, Tony B, don't be a Debbie Downer, man. Are you a Tennessee Vol fan or what? I just got a couple of questions for you. Are you a Tennessee fan or what? 
What do you mean I'm a downer? I just said that all the big money's betting on the vote. What do you what do you, what do you mean I'm being a downer? What are you talking about? Because, because when you listen here, bro, you 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 ought to you ought to know that your team is going to win uh, Saturday tomorrow. You ought to know it. You got these Georgia fans sitting in front of you at Calhoun's I there yesterday for the Veterans Day, Tony. The real best in the business. Best in the business, real Tony. But let me tell you this, bro. Tennessee's going to beat Georgia. You know why? And you keep talking about these that big ass lineman that they got. He get tired. He get tired, Tony B. He gets tired. And, and and the way they moving the ball, the way they the way they coming out to that out of that huddle and that no huddle, Tony. Everybody gets tired. And, and, and if if he if he moves that ball like the way they moved against Kentucky, if you look at Kentucky's lineman, Tony B. They were tired. Every so Bino, Trevon get, Walker tomorrow is going to get tired. Two seventy five. Jordan Davis is 340 when he's out there for uh, 12, 13, 14 plays. If you can do it, Devontae Wyatt, Bino, 350. But they don't have Anderson. Anderson, what? What What do you think, Bino? Florida, I think think the scary thing is uh, they've got got another nose tackle um, that is a disruptor. Uh, the Just sophomore, like, right? The <laughs> sophomore. Yeah, he's a disruptor. Let me let me find him real quick. He's a freak show. Uh, Jalen Carter. Yeah, he's a freak show. He's right behind Jordan Davis. The problem with Georgia's defense is their second line defense is better than most teams in this league's first line. Defense. I was told by a scouting type that they have a baker's dozen NFL players on that side of the football. Basically, from you take their defensive two deep. And they're going to be a twelve or thirteen of those guys. Oh yeah, play pro football. You got to play pro classes football. in there representing. Yeah, or going to play no pro question. football. Yeah. And this is coming from a, this is coming from Tennessee fans. Listen, here, I don't care what they got, Tony B. I don't care what they got. They come in the knee and say they come to Knoxville, Tony B. Guess what? They're just players, just like yours are. And those boys have been playing. I told you from the beginning. You go ask Danny, somebody, whatever his name is, your first caller you had on the other day. You go ask him. If you want to know something, Tony B, you don't go ask him. You come and ask Florida. I've been telling you like it is from the beginning. Them dudes are playing better every game, Tony B. They not scared of nothing. This is coming from a Florida fan. What are you, what's wrong with y'all down there? You need to get your own podcast, Florida. I, I tell you this, I tell you this, Florida, that you're right about. Georgia has never blown Tennessee's mind. Never. never. They've never. never been in our head the way Florida is. Never. Tony B, I don't, don't want my own podcast, Tony B. I want to join you. And I don't want I don't want to do all that. I want to join you, Tony B. Because you make me feel at home, Tony B. What are you so going to call what? your podcast, Florida? What are you going to call your podcast? Because you're not joining me, Florida. I can promise you that. Tony B, that's your problem. That's your problem. Gator. Gator. A lot of people told me I need to join Gator, hater, Gator, and hater. You hey, two are on there together. Hey, Florida, who do you have this weekend, if anybody? I got I got Tennessee over Georgia, and I'm betting straight up. No, I mean you guys have an exciting game this weekend Samford. on the 13th. You got the you got the Samford Bulldogs Man, in a great on. piece That's of SEC scheduling. Now you playing my emotions, Tony B. I thought you were better than that, but that's okay. I'm I gonna take it. <laughs> Let me take it. Let me tell you, man. I got Georgia straight up. I mean, I got Tennessee straight up on Georgia. That's what I thought. They're going to be tired, bro. If he run that offense like he ran that offense against the, the past three times y'all done played, man, you don't don't look at the game, Tony B. Look at the defensive lineman, how tired they are. 
when they out there running that offense, bro. Now, I will say I will say this, and the Georgia fans know this as well. When these two teams get together, screwy things do happen. These teams very seldom go according to form. Very seldom. I mean, these two teams have had some screwball finishes. They've had screwball games. They've had games that don't make any sense. So if something screwy is going to happen tomorrow, this would be a great spot for it to happen. This series, this game, this spot tomorrow, them being number one. Tennessee hasn't beaten a number one team in their building. No, they've had seven cracks at it since 85. Were you there, Bino, at that I game? I was, absolutely. Was the weather similar to... A beautiful uh, day, just like this. Just day. like, yeah. Well, Florida, you, I, hate, yeah. I hate Georgia as much as I hate Alabama. And I'm telling you, I'm taking Tennessee in it because those boys have been playing their behinds off. And you down there talking about, uh, I don't know if they got to do this. They don't have to do nothing but doing what they've been doing. just got them better every week. They don't have to do a thing. Now, watch what I tell you. They don't have to do one thing that they had been they've been doing since they've been doing it. The, since Florida, much minutes. Florida, much love to you. Have a Dwight Gooden. Let's bring Luke in here. Luke, welcome in. Hello, Tony. What's up, Luke? Live on the deck. Hey, this is a fired up, fired up call. Uh, I remember I was at that game in 1985 when Tony, the baby Robinson, beat Bo Jackson and the Auburn Tigers. I was yep. there, and we overwhelmed yep. them. We yep. overwhelmed them. Yep. Now, now look, both of you are right. We need to get the ball and score. Tony's right. But if we kick off, we're gonna, we're gonna, they're gonna fumble the ball. We're whoa, gonna whoa, play whoa, some whoa, defense. Whoa, 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 whoa! Right, well, look, now, look, look, now. look, 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 look! I'm calling look. on the defense. Choose a I'm side. Calling de- I'm calling a- on the defense to shut this team down. Choose a side. I'm Luke. calling on the defense to overwhelm, overwhelm Georgia and beat them at their own game. We're going to shut them out. If we Bino, shut them out, they we, can't win. If Bino, we shut we, them out, they can't win. Bino, are we both right on the kickoff issue? Can we both be right there, Bino? Yes. Oh. <laughs> if we shut them out. So we, 2021. We're not both we right. Can, You're wrong. I'm right. We're not both right. And I'm calling on the players on a given day. On a given day, you can win. You can win this game. Yes, you can. I'm calling the, on a given day, you can win this game. And I'm calling on the defense to win this game for the balls tomorrow. I want to bet, overwhelm them. Overwhelm them. I want the crowd to be as loud as they can be, as they've ever been. Let's run them out of Neyland Stadium. Let's run them out. Let's give John Adams something to write about tomorrow. Let's give John Adams something to write about tomorrow. Let's run them out of Big Orange. Ray Mears called it Big Orange Country. Let's run the Rednecks out of Big Orange Country. Boy, that'll be hey, a big Tony? task. Hey, Tony? <laughs> yeah, Lukey. Hey, who's that guy that used to call your show or get real excited at the end of his call? I haven't heard him in a while. Uh, once a little guy's day, he used to call in, and it, right right when he left, he got real excited. Uh, that could describe T.R.? That- T.R., that's him, T.R. Yep. I hope he calls in today because I'd love to hear him today. You know, now, really, we can win this game. We can win this game if they just want it bad. If you want the game bad enough, you can win it. And I hope the players are listening. 
Don't be afraid of them. There's nothing they're to all be afraid lessons. of. They're all lessons. There's Show of record. There's nothing to be afraid of. There's not a thing to be afraid of. We're not afraid of. Lukey, mu- L- much love to you. You've made your yeah. point, and yes, I appreciate sir. you. Thank you, Lukey. Oh, my God. 5402 What do you think is going to happen tomorrow, living listener? You just heard we said the sharp money. There are people betting outright on the Vols to win tomorrow. Which Lee said, that's uh, that's wild to me. Could it be a magical special day? I'll tell you this right now. You can convince me of that with this weather. Because it is incredible out here. You can convince me anything's true right now. It is so beautiful out here right now. You can convince me of anything, Bino. Uh, you get me to about 2.30 tomorrow. We'll, we'll beat the Tom Brady-led Patriots. Yes. Yep. I'm getting woolier and woolier as the time goes on. Live today here, Calhoun's on the river. Come out, eat some lunch, talk some sports with us. Let me see your menu here, Raj, real quick. Bino, what are you and I going to have for lunchy today? We've got spinach artichoke dip for our first takes. You've got char-grilled shrimp out here. Ale steak skewers. Man, that sounds incredible. Fantastic. We've got wings out here today, if wings are your things. Burger and sandwiches uh, out here today. I might have to go kickback burger today. Uh, Bean Star. Uh, and then the entrees out here. We've got the hickory smoked barbecue ribs. We've got a half slab and a full slab. Grilled chicken Calhoun as well. Hand-breaded chicken tenders. I think Bino's laughing because he heard me break. Did you hear that, Bino? <laughs> I'm not hungry, Tony. <laughs> I just broke some wind over here. No offense. We're going. We're going to take. Bino heard it in his headphones. That's how loud. That's how loud it was. I can't believe you could hear that, Bino, in your headphones. I still hear good, Tony. Can't remember a squat, but I still hear. We're going to take a brief time out and come back with more on the other side. It is your Tony Basilio show. We're wide open for the phone calls. Jump in with us. We are wide open on the phone lines after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. Calhoun's is offering something new this year to help you get through the holiday season and let us handle the cooking. Let Calhoun's make your holiday dinner extra special at home. Bring it home. A Calhoun's holiday feed pack. As always, Calhoun's is offering our popular traditional turkey pack as well as melt-in-your-mouth prime rib. Each pack feeds five people and is accompanied with Calhoun's tasty sides, garlic rolls, and homemade cheesecake. The Calhoun's Holiday Feed Packs are available hot and ready through the new year. Call to reserve your order today and up to 48 hours in advance. For more, visit HolidayFeedPack.com. That's HolidayFeedPack.com. Eat local. Eat good. Calhoun's. The taste of Tennessee. Everyone's workplace is changing, and Office Furniture Outfitters is here to help you roll with the changes. Whether you're moving your office, rearranging, or setting up a new office at home, or wherever, OFO has what you need, new and used options, in stock, ready to go. Desks, 
sit-to-stand desks, numerous guest chair options, bookcases, you name it, here and ready for you to pick up or delivered right to you. Check out the in-stock options on their website at OFONOX.com or click the link at TonyBasilio.com for more. If they don't have what you're looking for, OFO can usually find it very quickly. It's never been easier to outfit your office. And don't forget, Office Furniture Outfitters is still your local Herman Miller dealer. Iran chairs in stock. Feel the comfort. No job too big or too small. And they can come to you, measure your space, deliver right to you, and set everything up. Or we can work with you remotely, live and local, for over 25 years. Office Furniture Outfitters. Call 524-3003 or visit OFONOX.com Office Furniture Outfitters. The Knoxville real estate market is moving faster than Josh Heupel's offense. And Knoxville Real Estate Group has a game plan to help you stay in the game. If you're looking to make a move now or six months from now, if you know or think you're moving, get in the game now. Don't throw a Hail Mary. Knoxville Real Estate Group has the coaches to help you win. We're joined by our coaching staff, Shea Bain, Tanja Doty, and Steve Doty. Things are really heating up in our market. Yes, they are, Tony. And like Josh Heifel, we have to call the right place quickly. How about it, Shay? Whether you're buying a house or selling a house, you've got to make a quick call. Knoxville Real Estate Group is here to coach you through the experience to maximize your investment on both ends of the deal. We love winning games for our clients. At Knoxville Real Estate Group, we've been doing that for over 16 years. We have the playbook to help you score. You tell them, Tonja. The bottom line is we're homeowners just like you. We're part of this community. We're the hometown team. When we see around town, we want to see with that winning smile. Rates are crazy, so you can buy more house for your money. And Donnie Majors, my favorite, said, attack, attack, attack. And at Knoxville Real Estate Group, we stay on top of the market, put together a game day strategy, and are always ready to make scrimmage line adjustments for your offensive advantage. For a home team victory, Knoxville Real Estate Group is the winning call. In today's super fast real estate market, online at KnoxvilleRealEstateGroup.com. Life never stops moving. And between the 30-minute commutes, daycare pickups, weekly soccer practice, Tuesday night yoga, X number of coffee runs, and that weekend trip to grandma's, you're racking up the miles. What you need is a tire that can keep up. A tire designed for doers. A tire that's going to last. Like the exceptionally long-lasting Michelin Defender tire. With an 80,000-mile warranty and the safety and comfort you expect, you can forget all about the miles ahead and focus on getting to your destination or conquering your to-do list. Fleet Tire, I-275 exit 1B at East Woodland Avenue in Knoxville. That's Fleet Tire, I-275 exit 1B at East Woodland Avenue in Knoxville. Fleet Tire. It's electric! TV here for Advent Electric. It's electric. Advent Electric, among the Southeast premier residential and commercial electrical contractors for over 20 years. You'll recognize our work from places like Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena, Knoxville Convention Center, and the Sun Sphere. From wiring a downtown high-rise to installing a new fixture at your family's home, at Advent Electric, no job is too big or too small. Homeowners, as your electric bill through the roof, let our team of service experts show you the latest trends in lighting and LED fixtures that'll make your home more energy efficient, keeping your hard-earned money in your pocket. If you're an electrician, we're always looking for quality individuals to join our team. 
team, including competitive pay and benefits. And business owners and managers, let Advent's facility maintenance team help you with all your ongoing maintenance issues. With 24-hour service, we can keep your business up and running with one service call. Serving East Tennessee and the Nashville area. 865-588-0631. Online at adventelectric.com. Tell them Bacilio sent you. Advent Electric. It's electric. Advent Electric. Alumni Hall is your Tennessee shopping destination with the absolute best selection of gear. I'm talking the best stuff from amazing brands like Nike, Nike Golf, Champion, and more. Plus, Alumni Hall has great women's fashion and gear for the kids, too. And Alumni Hall offers 10% student and military discounts in store. Plus, you can shop online anytime from anywhere in the world at alumnihall.com. That's alumnihall.com. Alumni Hall, your go-to shopping destination for Tennessee gear. With the seasons changing, your friends at Wild Boar, Emory Road and Powell, want to take a moment to deliver a simple and important message for you. Thank you. Yes, we want to say thank you to everyone that's helped make Wild Boar Knoxville's favorite family sports restaurant. Your patience, friendship, and support have helped us create so many special moments over the past year. Whether it was a raucous watch party for our baseballs, or a simple anniversary dinner, kids' birthday party, or afternoon drinks among friends, Wild Boar on Emory Road is your go-to destination. Daily lunch specials featuring Jim England's famous old college gin burgers and appetizers or pal's favorite Jim's best Italian pizza. And don't forget wood-fired steaks, fresh salads, and homemade pasta. Wild Boar checks every box of the dedicated staff second to none. And the Italian fare is mamma mia. And don't forget live music every Friday. Waterwall football all weekend on our 27 TVs and outdoor patio. Yeah, it's been a crazy year and a half, but we've gotten through it together with patience, kindness, and a sense of community. So again, from all of us at Wild Boar to you, thank you. We can't wait to see, serve, and cheer with you again throughout this fall. Wild Boar, two minutes off I-75, 950 East Emory Road in Powell. Tona B back with you, 865-200-5402. As we welcome you back on your Tony Basilio show, it's pretty incredible scene out here today Bino get your game face on man I saw you looking something up over there before we go back to the phones what what do you got to share with us Bino what were you looking up I was looking up the current line Tony it's still 20.5 on MGM anyway Um, so the line's not moving 20 and a half the dogs it's a lot of points Tony, it's so great to be back out with you again. Yep. Out here. I tell you, able I tell, to defend myself. Hey, I'll tell you a wild game I like tomorrow that I would that I'm inclined to bet on is that UMass Clemson game. Do you see the line in that thing? Is it 40, 40, 40, 40, 40 I think it's 45. I, I'm not sure Clemson could score That's what 40 I'm saying. Against UNI, Air. Nine, against, games, nine guys named Joe. Against Air. You want to laugh at that? I mean, That's I. A lot I, of points. That. For that for that quarterback that can't play, would you like fifty with Alabama against New Mexico State? You know, I was looking at that. I mean, there's a couple of those. If you're just wanting to have some fun tomorrow and just kick back and watch a game, if Clemson is forty and a half with UConn tomorrow, forty points for a team that can't score against Air. Yeah, I mean that young and the guy can't play. Yeah. 
Forty and a half points in a football game for that guy? Their defense better score three touchdowns. I'm serious now. That's a guy that cannot play. Well, they'll absolutely have to shut him out. Yes. To beat a 40 points. Think about how many points that is in a game. 40 and a half points. I was so inclined to bet on that, man. I was like, the minute you do, the minute you do, that UConn team goes out there and turns the ball over five times. Because that's that's the only way that they – if they run the ball and punt and make that make that Clemson offense go the length of field, there's no way you can cover that. There's no way you cannot not cover that yeah. spread, right? Yeah. The minute you say that, though, yeah. What was the <laughs> what was the line in the Alabama game? It's They're, like fifty and a half. Playing New Mexico State. You gotta love that. Florida. We do this thing in November in our league for whatever reason. The Big Ten's playing all this great, interesting. Games like the one we're going to see in Dillon Stadium tomorrow, and we're playing around next couple of weeks. We play all these nonsensical games. And we seem to be a week early doing it this year. Yeah. Usually it's the week before the last game of the season. Right. This year we've, we've kicked it up one. Back to the phones we go. 865-200-5402. Before we go to the phones, I'll give you another upset tomorrow that I like. Okay. I was just talking to Gene about this. I think Ole Miss tomorrow is going to knock Texas A&M out of this deal. That's Texas A&M's history to lose that game. I think Ole Miss is going to do that. I think Ole Miss is going to have a loud victory tomorrow against them. Wouldn't be at off's price, Tony. Back to, the, good play. back to the phones we go. 865-200-5402. So I, I'm thinking they're a live dog, Ole Miss, tomorrow. I think that's like four and a half points. Let's go back to our phones and get our next call in. And TC, welcome in. TC in Athens, Georgia. TC in Athens, welcome in, man. Hey guys, good to good to talk to you guys. What's up, Bino? Yeah. Oh, TC, great to talk to you. Guys, I tell you, old Lukey's fired up, man. He reminds me of Wide Earp in the movie Tombstone when he said, "Tell him I'm coming, and hell's coming with me." Absolutely. We I need to get Lukey out Lukey here. Fired up. We need to get Lukey out here and check him out. And last week he had Kentucky beating our eyes shut, right? <laughs> now he's got us beating Georgia. I think Luke's got a wire crossed there. Luke, you need to come out here. We need to check you out. Hey, Luke sounds like my wife. You never know what you're going to get, Bina. No offense, Laura. I love you, but. <laughs> Hey guys, uh, look forward to heading up to Knoxville today. My daughter and I are about to pack nice. up and head that way. Nice. And uh, this morning, uh, former uh, Georgia player Russ Tanner, he was a he was a center on the team for that uh, with David Green and David Pollock and all those boys. He's a he's Great a mortgage team. lender here in town. He's a buddy of mine, and he was talking trash about me on uh, Georgia Sports Talk Radio here in Athens today, and. And how uh, you know he he loves to see Tennessee fans like me just all upset after they come up there and whip us in our stadium and all that good stuff and and uh, I got a message for him, brother. You know these games, like you said, they they come down to the wire. They it is rare that there's just a butt whipping in this game one way or the other. Um, I mean I've I've seen where Georgia's had better teams than us. Uh, even in the 90s, man, when uh, Robert Edwards was running all over us with a broke leg, but we somehow found a way to win. I Boy, that was weird. I felt like we had the, we had the team to, to beat them and something crazy happened, and they, they win. So 
this is a game that could absolutely wind up just tomorrow around 8 o'clock. Let's look at our buddies and say, how in the world did that happen? And, uh, and I bet I've had at least, and I'm not kidding, at least 20 or more phone calls or texts from Georgia fans saying, I'm really scared about this game. Hey, I don't blame them. Listen, when you play a team that can score like we can score, it's scary. I mean, that's a simple fact of the matter. When you had Jared Garantano as your quarterback, you ain't scaring anybody. No. Yeah, I right? that. I mean, you're scaring your own fan base. When you right. have ten, when you have Tennessee's offense right now, and you can go and score in a couple of plays, I don't care who you're playing. See, Georgia's defense is fantastic. We all know that. But they haven't been tested. If Tennessee can string a couple first downs together and keep them on the field, if now it's a big F. That's that's you know that's quite an ask at this point. But if you're able to do that, I mean, there's a real pathway to. For this thing to be interesting tomorrow, TC, there really is. I, I get that. Look, if I was a Georgia fan, I'd be worried about this game tomorrow. I really would. You're playing a really high-profile offense, a really prolific offense, is what you're seeing tomorrow, and you're facing a world-class play caller. This guy, this hypo guy, is amazing the way he draws that stuff up and gets guys open. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'll be there uh, rooting them on, you know, no matter what. I'm really pr- I tell you what, no matter what, win or lose, I'm just really proud of this team and the way they fight, the way they prepare, and the way they don't back down to anybody. But they show up week in and week out. Uh, so no matter what happens, man, I'm just really proud of this team this year, man. And, uh, hey, why not us, man? Why not us go out why and not the now? world tomorrow? Why not? Appreciate you, brother. Good talking to you. Yeah. Uh, sounds like Brian blew him up. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. You know, you you and Matt said it earlier yeah. in the week, and it's true that uh, this this area just absolutely loves an overachiever. Mm-hmm. Always has. Mm-hmm. Always will. And this is really the first overachieving team we've had since two thousand four. That's a good point. And it's. It's been too long in the offing. It's it's. I, I don't know how you couldn't be proud of this team. I thought this team would win five games. Yeah. Hey, listen. These Georgia fans like football, right? They appreciate our kids. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you like this sport, you like a team that had thirty kids leave, and the kids that are left go out there and play for each other, play clean. Well-coached, disciplined football. Don't act like they're at Florida. How can you? How can you not like them? I mean, then, then I you balls have a team you should be proud of. Cast-offs like guys like Hendon Hooker. Yeah, that come in here and we're we're even thinking, what the heck is this guy doing here? Yeah. And why didn't he go somewhere else? And now he he may be the most pleasant surprise in the history of Tennessee football. <laughs> I think that's right. Can you think of another one? No. I mean, it just showed up out of no. nowhere that no one knew anything about. No. Had no reason to be here. Right. And the last time anybody saw him on a football field, he was over there shivering. And his own coach threw him under the bus. What were we supposed to think? Huh? And you know what? I told John Adams he should dig into that for, for a column because I think it would be a good column. Did 
Did that coach up there at Virginia Tech, did he blackball him? Is that how he ended up here? Is that why? Because he, he must not have had any options. Your line was he, most people run from burning structures. He yeah. ran into one. Wow. He was the, yeah, like he we, was the fireman. Here the whole thing was unraveling on the on Goofy Pruitt. And that's one thing both our fan bases can agree on. That guy's an imbecile. And lo and behold, he just ends up here? And he saves your season? Yeah. See, that's the strangest Amazing. thing about the Hooker deal. Because if Hooker's not here, we're going to win three games. With Joe Milton, the quarterback. Yes or no? How many, no, no. How many games are we going to win with him, a quarterback? I'm not knocking him, but... Let's go back to our phones. Joseph is in Charlotte. Joe, welcome in. Hey, Tony. How you doing today? Good, buddy. How you doing? Hey, man. Doing good. I got a, got a question for Bino. How you doing, Bino? Hey, I'm good, Joe. Thank you, sir. Hey, so my question is, is, do you not feel that what's building this weekend? You don't feel that, do you? Maybe it's in the air. You feel it, Bino? No, but it's, it's, build, it's building. You don't feel it? Filipino, you feel it building? I, I can feel things building in this program. Uh, I believe for the first it's not time. Not what he asked you, Bino. He asked no, you, I'm are you feeling it for this weekend? weekend? Yeah, come on, Bino. Yeah, I, I can. I can feel a different vibe here. I can feel a different. Okay, vibe. There, I, I'm telling you, there's something special, and I'm talking college football yeah. special that's going to happen this weekend. Ooh. I'm talking. I'm talking kick six, man beating Bama, App State. Oh! The big house and winning. I, I'm talking something that you know, college football fans they aren't turned on to every year. But something special is happening this weekend. Something's happening at and this I moment, our, man. Our something happening. Know yep. that they are about to do something special. They, it's it is an absolute. It's their offense is coming to a head. We're going to play lights out, and destiny belongs with the underdogs, my friend. How about that, Beautiful. Bino? Like it. Do you feel it, Bino? Like Did Joseph it. talk you into it, Bino? Did he talk you into it? Not quite. Is something special happening, Bino, out here on the deck right now? Do you feel that? Uh, and I do feel that. There's no question about that. There's a different vibe over here. There's a, a big-time college football vibe. I'm getting that old feeling. I got it. Go Vols, boys. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Good Joe. talking to you. Did he convince you all the way to Charlotte, all the way from Charlotte, Bino? Did he convince you? He didn't convince me, Tony, oh. but I like it. 865-200-5402, the number. 865-200-5402, if you want to join. Here's a question for you. We've established the fact that the Sharps are absolutely loving every minute of it. The Sharps are loving every minute of uh, Tennessee as a, as a dog tomorrow in Neyland Stadium, which I find remarkable. And Tennessee Lee said they, they, they lowered the payout on the money line because guys were grabbing that. Now, what those pros will do, because I was talking about this with uh, Jeff today over at Alumni Hall, those guys, for giggles, We'll throw a few dollars on the money line on games like this just because if it hits, yeah. it's a huge payout, several thousand dollars. Yeah. On a hundred bucks, right? On a bet like tomorrow, 
like what what is the money line tomorrow? Do you know? I don't. If you bet ten on it, I don't. I'll check or a hundred bucks on it. I'll check that out and have that. But that is a that is something those guys do. They'll take a couple games each week. Yeah. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. If you want to join us. So Lukey last week, Bino. Just so we know, we're getting trashed by Kentucky. Yes. Coach isn't any good. The whole thing's gone to hell in a handbasket. And this week, big nose dogs. Just so we know, the life of a college football fan. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. The number. We're going to hear from you as we come back. We got the train outside. The old train whistle. When that foghorn blows, as the great Van Morrison once said, I got to hear it, and I don't want to fear it, as the great Van Morrison said. I'm going to rock your gypsy soul. As we're live today on the deck here, Calhoun's on the river. What are you enjoying, Raj? What is that? Raj has... Raj got cheese fries and regular fries. Two food groups. Yeah, yeah. Two favorite food groups. Yeah, Rod's going good. He'll get him some potato As, chips. Are you going to share some with Gene? Rod, you going to share some uh, French fries with him over there? It's Georgia fan. You going to let you going to let that Georgia fan eat off your plate? Huh? Really? You're a better man than I am, brother. <laughs> so we take a brief time out. We come back with more on the other side after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. If you're age 65 or on disability, you qualify for Medicare. And now is the time to enroll in your 2022 Medicare plan. Adam Buckles is your Medicare specialist, the go-to guy when it comes to Medicare. If you're 65 and over or on disability, you owe it to yourself to call my guy, VFL Adam Buckles. There are many Medicare plans for different people with different needs. So find the best fit for you. Contact Adam Buckles, licensed all over the Southeast to handle your Medicare needs. Needs. And as a reminder, if you're self-employed, it's time to start looking for a new plan in 2022. The enrollment period for you to select a new plan opens in early November. Adam is of all to the core. Wants to help you find the right plan. 423-213-7655. 423-213-7655. Call Adam Buckles. He's my good Christian friend, and he'll take real good care of you. When you need an enhancer or two for your Medicare, check out his photo as well in the blog over at tclub.team styling and profiling adam buckles tb here at seniors helping seniors is something i'm excited to tell you about this is a life-giving change in the way we treat and care for the seniors among us if you have a senior in your life i hope you'll consider seniors helping seniors seniors helping seniors help seniors maintain their independence and live out their lives at home with dignity using caregivers who are compassionate fellow seniors throughout East Tennessee. Our in-home care doesn't just feel like a service. It's more like getting help from a friend. We're all about companionship and a true connection at Seniors Helping Seniors. Call 865-269-4483. That's 865-269-4483. Online at SeniorsHelpingSeniors.com. Seniors Helping Seniors. Tony Basilio here from my good friend Marco Scars in your Garza Law Firm. Pretty jacked up that it's football time in Tennessee. 
How about you? Well, I still have word of a troubling development and what we can do about it. Because carpetbaggers remain in our area. Out-of-town law firms, carpetbaggers, have been swarming in the East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, Birmingham, they've stormed into our area. You've seen the ads on television. You've heard some of these new ads that are popping up on radio. Let me ask you a question. Wouldn't you rather do business with somebody that's live and local? A local law firm? You know. A true neighbor. Marcos Garza and my friends at your Garza Law Firm are exactly that. These are your neighbors, your friends, our neighbors and friends. Support local causes year-round. Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm, always there for me when I have a need. For Fish Hospitality Pantry and also our Machi Tailgate. Just to name a couple of things. They're live and local. They're one of us. They're of our earth. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries, and accident matters. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. And they will be for many, many years to come. Live, local, one of us, one of you. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. What do you call a group of friends who wear the same jersey for good luck, no matter how old it is, and who support their team through thick and thin, week after week, as if the very season depended on it while drinking Miller Lite? You call it Miller Time, all football season long. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Basilio here with Scottish Chuck. Tony, I might be Scottish, and my name may have a variation of Chuck, but that's not why we're here today. We're here today because Sensible Roofing Solutions is now SRS Renovations. What does it mean, Scottish Chuck? We are still continuing to focus on roof jobs, both shingles and metal roofs, projects large and small in the area, but we've also expanded to home improvement. A lot of interior work, foundation work, flooring, windows, doors, even siding, gutters, basically a turnkey operation. Interior remodels? Yes. Porches? Porches, definitely. Kitchens? We can do kitchens. Bath? And bath. And much, much more? Essentially, we now do it all when it comes to your renovation needs. You heard Scottish Chalk. From kitchen and bath to a possible room addition, one call does it all. 865-803-2674. Check out the work on Facebook at SRS Renovations. See the link at TonyBasilio.com. 865-803-2674. On Facebook at SRS Renovations. Say it with me, Scottish Chuck. SRS Renovations. The coronavirus pandemic has really brought the importance of healthy habits to the forefront. And my friends at Performance Medicine want to encourage you to stay ahead in the game by continuing to practice proper steps to getting and staying healthy. By washing your hands, staying away from people's personal space getting proper rest, and eating a healthy diet, plus taking your vitamins. To help you with your vitamin needs, Performance Medicine's offering curbside pickup for Vitatrim shots. Why Vitatrim shots? Vitatrim shots are a special combination of B1, B2, B6, plus B12, and thiamine, plus other good stuff including choline and carotene, all designed to boost your immune system to help keep you healthy. Your Vitatrim shots from Performance Medicine come in a light-sensitive package complete with hypodermic needles and alcohol preps for your safety mixed together the vitatrim shots can give you the energy boost 
you need for your immune system. Just call April in the Knoxville office at 865-249-7672. That's 865-249-7672. Or head to performancemedicine.net for more on Vitatrim shots and how they can perhaps help keep you ahead of the game. And as always, perform your best and stay healthy with Performance Medicine. TP back with you, 865-200-5402. Bino, I just got off the phone with a uh, source of mine in the college football world. A source C? Yeah, this is kind of interesting now. He says that the latest is that you're going to see word leak, of the, word is going to leak out on this, that um, the college football playoff, you know, they've been arguing behind the scenes on what this is going to look like. There's been a robust discussion. The latest mutation that's gaining traction of the playoff is a 12-team format that's going to be structured as follows. You're going to hear about this. Five conference champions from the power leagues, however that's determined, whether they keep playing championship games or not, however that's determined. The five conference champions, one group of five qualifier each year out of their ranks to keep them feeling like they're a part of Division One football which will leave you with six six wild cards from there. Are you for or against that format? I'm for that format, Tony. Yeah. I, I, I think that any playoffs should include every Power 5 conference winner. Yep. I think that uh, the group of five, the best group of five teams, should get to play in a playoff every year. Yep. And then you, that will, uh, I think we, we also found out that in all likelihood, that format will mean the top four seeded teams are have a bye. That's the other thing he said. And the other four games will be played. Uh, at the first the, round games are going to be on conference at the higher seeded higher seeded teams home building. Field. Yeah, it's perfect. You so, get you yes. get home field. Yes, you, you get one home field game. Yes, you get to include uh, at up to I guess that's five bowl uh, six bowl games. Yes. If you include the semis and the, no, I guess that's uh, anyway. Anyway, both you and I have no. Been, yeah, you go to the quarterfinals, so that's you're right. going to have four bowl games. Then you're going to have two more. Then you're going so you you include seven bowl sides. Yep. basically, that's perfect. There goes the it's Rambler, Vino. They heard us on the Rambler. They heard us talking about um, people question coming in for the I main have. event. Brian has a question about the bowl uh, mutation. Go ahead, Brian. The teams that lose the first-round games that don't have buys, is their season over, or would they get to fall into a bowl somewhere? Great question. We have no idea. I don't know. Let's go back I, to our phones. I bet they get to play in a bowl, Brian, but I that's just a guess. 865-200-5402. I'll tell you this. If they decide to put... Bowl game. Uh, if they decide to put a first-round playoff game in somebody's building, that will be unbelievable. When that happens here, that will be unfreaking real. Because you've been to a playoff uh, NFL game, and so have I, and the air is different in oh, those deals. It's unbelievable. You can't even begin to describe it's what that feels like. almost not fair, though, that, that, that the top four teams wouldn't get to host a game, if you ask me. But yet, well, the five through what, eight Would you rather would. host a game, Bri, or have a bye? What's your choice? Brian wants it all. He wants oh, the whole okay. enchilada. Some people are never happy. 
Let's go back to the phones. The the rivers, uh, the Rambler. He stopped and just got him a feed ten family pack, and he got it with ribs. He called it in. He uh, he ordered it off his app, and got him a feed ten family pack. I was a hungry conductor up there on that train, hauling all that food back to his train. He heard us talking about it. Yep. Back to the phones we go. I am for a twelve-team playoff. I'll I say it too. out loud. I am too. Four teams. Have a playoff. Four is have not a enough. Four is not enough. Four is not a playoff. It is not. Four is a joke. Let's go to the phones. Four's, get our, yeah. Uh, and some basketball extravaganza. And somebody it's would, a basketball region. And somebody would say, "Well, what about a year if Oklahoma or or Tennessee goes through this deal and they scratch their way all the way to the finals, even though they lost a couple of regular season games?" And so be it. Who cares? Back to the phones we go, Scott. I mean, you've already ruined college football, so you might as well fix it. Scott, welcome in. Hello, Tommy and Bano. Beautiful hey, day Scott. out here in Fountain City. Good talk to you, buddy. Hey, listen, I've got an opinion. I just want to see what y'all think about it. Uh, I believe, uh, first of all, I've been listening to you for about 25 years. I rarely call you, but I listen faithfully every day, and the comedy that's on here is just, it's next level, and I just wanted to let you know that. Thank you, brother. Uh, I want. I just wanted to mention something. With our offense being rhythmic as it is, I think tomorrow's game comes down to two positions and two positions only. It comes down to our center and their nose tackle, and he's a beast. He's about 340 pounds. And what I mean by this is our center doesn't have to win this battle but he definitely needs to stalemate because if you ever watch Hooker, and we've watched, what, nine games so far, very rarely when he gets that ball snapped to him, he drops back. He stands right where he catches that ball, and he throws it, and maybe he'll go back one or two feet, but that's it. If if, if our center can hold that nose tackle position, it'll be a long day for Georgia tomorrow. And that's a big ask because that's an 85. You pointed it out. There's been an 80 to 85 pound difference between those two guys. That's that's a big ask. You know, Scott, that's uh, you're you're exactly right because I I I talked to Tony early in the year about the one thing that I don't understand about our offense is is how is the lack of depth that we get behind the center for our quarterback. I mean, he's basically right. It's about as short. A distance between the center and the and the quarterback of any shotgun that I've ever seen, and any little push, any little push is right in his face. You saw it with Kentucky last That's week right. twice. They got a little push and they got right yeah, in his lap quickly, right and he space. had no space. Yeah, that, that's right, because like I say, if, if if that center position gets caved in tomorrow, not only will we get drilled, but I'm kind of worried that Hooker will get hurt because once he starts moving left to right, you know, they've got first-round draft picks all over the place, so it, it could be a long day for Hooker. I'm going to get off the phone and let you get to your next callers, but I'm going to leave you with a little something. I realize you don't know who I am, but you did a show about five years ago out on uh, Tazewell Pike at the Hardy's, I came in there one day and dropped off a note to you that I saw a certain a certain UConn coach and a certain 
collar you had on your phone, and they were tying the knot over there at the Fountain City Duck Pond. Good day, Tony. Yeah, it was a beautiful day, and never be forgotten by the living fan. Let's get Eric in here, who's up next with us. Live today, Calhoun's on the river. Great crowd out here. What a great gathering place this is to be out here. What an absolute blessing. Great idea from my man Brad here. Brad Hedrick holding it down. Just a great idea from him to say, hey, Tony, Friday, let's gather. Let's gather as a prelude to the weekend. Eric's up next with us. Eric, welcome in. Hey, Tom. Be now. And say hey to say hey to Roger, Roger in the house. Roger is uh, Roger has gone through one plate of fries and now he's on to his his next. Going for the hat trick. And the, my favorite thing about Roger is he the had some he had like cheese covered and it's like some kind of vegetable thing around it, and he left all that on the plate. Bino. Oh, yeah. Cheese fries without cheese. I mean, good night, Rod. I don't want cheese, but I want cheese fries. Yeah, Rod. Yeah. What's the over-under on the number of plates you'll put down, you think? What's the over-under on the number of plates they can bring them? <laughs> How many plates in the kitchen? Um, yeah, the sack total. Hey, uh, I don't know if I'm if I'm feeling it for uh, tomorrow, as one of the previous callers was saying. I don't know if I'm really feeling it, but I'll tell you what... Uh, if if they do pull those off, it'll it'll be more than just a little miracle. I mean, I, I went to bed Thursday night. And I was like, yeah, we'll be able to make a little noise. I wake up Friday morning. We're gonna wear them alternate uniforms. I'm just like, ah, no, not this weekend. No. And then find out that Peyton Manning's gonna be there. So you know, if there's a number one team coming in, you can count on him to show up and get the media attention. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, good grief. Bino, he's being um, hard on Manning. That's all right, Tony. It's all right with you? All right. You're not going to defend him? No, I mean, it's his opinion. What about the black uniforms tomorrow, I, I, Bino? Listen, it, it, I, I don't want us to wear them a whole lot, but whenever the kids want to wear them is when I want us to wear them. It doesn't matter to me otherwise. Yep. Like somebody said, like, why in the world would you wear them when you're a 20-point underdog or whatever it is? But the truth right. is, football team doesn't think like they, we do. They don't think like we do. No. They don't think like that. They think That's we're right. winning tomorrow, which is how you have to think, by the way. Last time I checked. That's right. I guess the thing the thing with Manning is the contrast. When I, I go back to when we were honoring Al Wilson, and he shows up for, uh, he's being honored because he's inducted to the College Football Hall of Fame, and he says, hey, I'm, I'm just a kid from West Tennessee that came here and worked hard and you know, I want to give credit to my teammates. This isn't about me, this is about those guys. And you know, that kind of humility and that kind of embracing of the team to me is is uh, the contrast. And I'll I'll leave it at that. I don't I, um, why I mean I understand why you're why you're what I don't get it. What do you mean? What's Manning done? He doesn't do that. He doesn't come say shine the light spotlight on me, does he? I don't see him do doing that. Nah, just yeah, we seem to we seem to have the curse of Peyton Manning. Like when he shows oh. up, we seem to have a really rough but, game. But that's they won the oh. Okay. I'm just trying to figure that out. I don't know. 
I, you know, I, I, I think I, I know, I know Peyton's overexposed. I know yeah. people get tired of seeing him. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't. But I, I, I do think that he's a yeah. good representative of this school. I think he always has been. He's the Michael Jordan of football. And, and yeah, he doesn't have a good record when he shows up. Hell, he shows up the biggest game of the year every year. We didn't want a big game in how <laughs> right. What's he supposed to do? It's his, like, it's his fault. He can come up next. Why don't we come up next week against South Alabama? That'll end that jinx. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> That's a great line. Eric, thank you. Unless there's anything else. That's, I don't look. I, the whole thing with the Manning deal is, I mean, I know fans say, like, Bino's right. The guy only comes to those signature games. And, and by the way, we don't compete in those games. What would you, what would you like him to do about it? <laughs> I'd like him to play quarterback most of the time. Interesting. Think we could hide him out there? Think he could play tomorrow? Eight, six, five. You think he could still play, Bino? Go out there at the Division One level and play? Uh, I doubt it. Back to the phones we go. That's what makes the, the, the Brady guy. That's nuts what he's doing. 44 years old. There's no way that's natural either, by no, the way. It's just unbelievable. Uh, Frederico, welcome in. How about us, Tony? Hey, Frederico, speak up for me, buddy. How about us, Tony? How about it? Why not us? Why not now? How about this right here? I. We can't hear that, Fred. Do, do something else, please. Couldn't hear that? No. That was champagne. How about us? Oh, thank you. That's some smooth jam. That's a great jam out of Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be tough, Tony. You know it's going to be tough tomorrow. It, it'd be a miracle. Now, Fred, now, you just said, how about it, us? It's a, if it was reversed, Georgia would probably beat us, you know. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it is a crazy series. I mean, that that is the one thing to really hang your hat on tomorrow. Yeah, we have a defense that's totally exhausted. And to stay in the game, you can see that. To win tomorrow is borderline miraculous, I think. But we have an offense that can score a lot of points and quickly. And they haven't faced that this year. I, I know for most of the history of Tennessee football, we, we haven't had this kind of difference between a top team in the SEC and and us. Yeah. We're, but what, has there ever been – if they beat Georgia here tomorrow, right? has there ever been a bigger upset? Well, here? I was going to ask you that. I, I don't remember one. But, again, you know, most of the time we were at least thought to be in the neighborhood – of the top teams in the SEC until yeah. the last 12, 15 years. So I don't think there's ever been a greater upset here than what tomorrow would if be. If that game goes off at 20, that'll be the biggest upset win point spread-wise for Tennessee since 2001 Florida? Yeah, that's the only and, – and that was a ridiculous line. I mean, yeah. it was like 17, 18, I think. Yeah. I think it was 17 or 18 for two of the better teams in the country. I, 
I mean, yeah, that was a crazy line, especially considering how powerful Tennessee was in that game. Yeah. Generally, if you're a three-touchdown dog against somebody or two-and-a-half-score dog, you don't go out there and manhandle them at the line of scrimmage. No. Which, by the way, that won't happen tomorrow. See, that line makes sense when you look at both lines of scrimmage tomorrow. Yeah. That line makes sense because there exists a path yeah. for them to call the number of their quarterback and run it right down our throats. That path totally exists tomorrow. And they give up zero points, which automatically means your point spread line is going to yes. be higher than most would expect. I mean, Freddie, tomorrow the the the, vague, the the total team total for the Vols is seventeen and a half tomorrow for our offense. Seventeen and a half. That's generally a quarter. Yeah, but Tony, those routes take a little time to develop. I I, I just don't know if we'll have the time. I agree with that. Especially when you look at the disparity of size with the defensive line and the and and not just the center position. People talk about that, but it's just and and it's the it's the number of defenders they rotate onto the field. Yeah. Which again, tomorrow if you can string together first downs, you keep their guys on the field. See, that's the thing. That's why. That's why you're going to see them. If we're able to string some first downs together, they're going to have more cramps than they've ever had in a November game. And everybody talks about their front, and they're yeah. fantastic. They're not as good as their linebacking core. Their linebacking core is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. The only question mark, really, they have is their back four and their safeties, and and they're so good everywhere else, it doesn't even matter. No, they, you don't have time to exploit it. Yeah, it like doesn't even matter. Said. Yep. I mean, they may be able to just rush four. We can't handle their four. I'm telling you, they're they're otherworldly. Again, that it was a five, it was a three point game with Florida with five minutes left in that first half. So the path certainly exists to stay in a game with them. But then, about three minutes later, it was a three score game, and that's what they do to you. Yeah, but Florida's got more talent than us, Tony. They got talent they can yeah, they do. They they do. That's why they're a mystery. It all comes yeah. down to talent. I mean, yeah, it does. And, and unless you get in a stadium with a hundred and some odd thousand people that are hungry and ravenous, then something magical can happen in college football. We've seen it. I don't know. Luke was saying about getting rid of all the rednecks. It, how many will be left? Bino. You know? Well, that's what Bino said. Bino said you took all the rednecks that's out a of the stadium. Task. Yeah. <laughs> Bino, I'm, I'm I call what Bino said. Left. Bino was going both sides. Bino was Bino, you're, you, that's what you were saying, right, Bino? I know what Bino was. Well, saying. that's what I was saying too. Yeah, Bino was like, well, well, Luke, that's a yeah, it's gonna be a, gonna need a lot of buses for that, Luke. We're gonna get might, them all out of there now. Might look like a spring game. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, quit cheap shotting my fan base. You're out of here, you clown. Let's get uh, 56 past the hour. Speaking of spring games, yeah, it looks like next season's orange and white game might be moving somewhere because they're going to do construction on Neyland right after the Vanderbilt game starts. Yeah, so Renovation. They, they could be looking at Nashville or somewhere else. Back to the phones we go. They ought to do what um, Tony Falls did and play three or four of them. Go down Chattanooga, play one. Go to Memphis, play one. Go up to the Smokies Ballpark and play one. Back to the phones we go. W. Lynn, welcome in. How my friends and compatriots doing? What's up, hey, W. Lynn? 
I'm doing pretty good, hanging in there. I thought I'd give you a, a great Georgia story uh, if you want to hear it. It's going to take a little time, maybe. Hit it. But it was the first time my dad and I had season tickets, and it was with a next-door neighbor and his son. 1968, first time we were on artificial turf, and we were in the end zone bleachers. Uh, and so my dad had been an usher in Section X for several years, and he always took binoculars. So that's important. So the first thing that happened when we got in there, our cheerleaders came down to say hey to the Georgia cheerleaders, and Smokey wore Ugga out, whipped him like less than a dog, just destroyed him. And the Georgia fans were behind us and in that little corner of the end zone, so they were yelling the Tennessee fans. This is way before the game. So Smokey won. Okay. The second thing that happened is he, my dad gave me my his binoculars when we were about to score because he'd seen this happen. He said, when we score, and they had that cannon in the end zone and they fired, he said, you put your binoculars on that platform where that ABC camera used to swing from a crane. And sure enough, that cannon went off, and that cameraman jumped up, and you could almost read his lips. It was cuss, cuss, cuss toward the people. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting there. Hang, hang right there, Dub. You're lit. I want to hear the end of that. I want to thank my friends, the radio listener. I want to thank my friends at Calhoun's on the River Support. Your local neighborhood Calhouns, they are great people. It is truly the taste of Tennessee. And everything everything on the menu will be absolutely fresh, factual, and furious. You will taste the difference. In the meantime, I want to thank them for having us out here today. I want to say tomorrow, Garza Law, fifth quarter fan reaction as soon as the game ends. Tennessee and Georgia, and we're on Sunday after the Tennessee ETSU game. We love you. God bless. WJBB, 1040 AM, 99.7 FM. Translator, W259AB. Powell, Knoxville. Fastest two hours in sports are now down. We've got uh, one to play, perhaps. It is extra time, overtime. Your time, my time, and what am I doing here time. Let's bring W. Lynn back in here with us. Thank you guys for coming today. Appreciate you. Have a doc good done. Good seeing you. Let's go back to our uh, W. Lynn, you were saying. So so the cannon fires. The ABC cameraman jumps up in the air. Your dad knew that that was going to happen. <laughs> Continue. <Yeah. laughs> it, he gave me the binoculars to look. Cause, you know, ABC might come once a year if you were lucky. So, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, <laughs> unless the same cameraman came and he probably forgot it by then. So, you know. So, you know, we, we, we win the battle of the dogs with Smokey. The cameraman jumps. And so, you know, the game comes down to the wire. It was a hard-fought fought game, but we were down 17 uh, to 9. And my dad and my next-door neighbor, we never left the game early. That was like a rule. We're, we're there to the final horn, whatever. And so... You know, we're on the 25-yard line. We complete a touchdown pass with zero on the clock. Then we make a two-point conversion, and I've never been so happy about a time in my life. The Georgia fans all had these George Wallace for president hats on. That was 1968. Apparently, a bunch of them just had bourbon and Cokes in a cup, and they threw those things, and it's like we got showered 
by a spray of bourbon and coke coming down on us. And Dad said, we're leaving. Don't even try to talk to those Georgia fans. We'll go our way and they'll go theirs. So uh, that that was an amazing I guess that's still why I love ties, you know, because that was a tie that felt like a win. You remember that game, you know, I'm sure. It was the first game ever played on turf in Nayland Stadium. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, Tennessee they scored they eight points. Yeah. Scored eight points basically after the clock went out because it was the last play of the game, and we caught the touchdown with no time on the clock, and then and then the two point conversion. So you know that that was amazing, and uh, I'm I'm thinking about tomorrow, and I got some comments on the playoffs. If you'll give me a little time, hit it. Uh, I think our first goal is to score 14, since nobody's done that. Uh, the second thing is, at halftime, I'd like to be within 10 points. And to win the game, I think a combination of turnovers and a kicking game play, we need to be plus four on that. So, uh, that, that, you know, that's my, that's my goal tomorrow. I, I'm not into moral victories or anything like that, but for this team, a good showing would be, you know, nice. What do y'all think? Yeah, W. Lynn, I think we have to be realistic where we're at and where they're at. And uh, it, yeah. it, as we've said, this a win tomorrow would be the biggest upset in the history of Tennessee football, and that that lasts that's a long time. So I agree. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's it's much bigger than the Auburn game in 85 because, like you said, we were competitive. Nah, we, you know, we weren't, ranked, we weren't ranked yet, but we could line up with about anybody. Yes. The line in that game, you know, if there would have been one, would have been what? Nine? I'm sure there eight, was one. Nine, I, ten, eleven? I don't remember what it was. It wasn't it was, like this. No. It, it would have been no. it, it would have been a little over a touchdown. That's I would what play. I would say, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh... As far as the playoff, I'm going to be the first to say this, Tony, and I want to. I want Brian Hartman to record that the Tony Basilio show said it first. In my opinion, there's a power four now and a group of six. That thing from Utah to West Virginia to Florida that's formed, that's not a power five conference. They call it the Big 12. I think there's a power four, and I think that's who ought to be running things. What do y'all think? Well, they're just not going to do that because they're going to give them some, and they're going to recognize their league with conference sovereignty. But the question is, how long is that league going to exist without anchor teams? Because not having a Texas, not having an Oklahoma, how many games of four plus million people, in other words, what Tennessee and Alabama drew, how many average quarter hour ranking games of four million, which is how they determine how much money you get. How are those Texas teams and those other, and, and no offense to West Virginia, but when West Virginia and Baylor play tomorrow, how many people are going to freaking watch that game? Yeah. It's a truth. Yeah, it is. Any, is there anybody in that league, Bina, that's box office now? Anybody left? No. No. I mean, you going to watch Houston? That, that, I mean, that league has gone back to the whack. Yes. That's yes, what that's I'm exactly saying. Right. And, you know, the, I think the team with the most attendance average per year now is the new Brigham Young. Yes. I mean, they have a stadium that holds over 60,000. I don't think anybody else does. Yep. You know, so... 
But uh, you got it, I, you know, I'm all for the tw- I'm all for the 12 team playoff, and I was just looking through the conference standings, and that would put 20 some teams right now in the battle for the playoffs. Which if, can if never be a if bad you're thing. You're in a power. Yeah. Go ahead. No, it can't be a bad thing. And uh, a team like Pitt, which is now eight and two, they'd be in that battle. Uh, you know, when A&M and Auburn played, they were two two lost teams. You know, the winner of that that was almost like the first step to a playoff. So, uh, I, yeah, I think it'll be a great uh, a, a great uh, deal. And I just want to, I gave my uh, I sold my tickets to a, a, a Tennessee fan that's taken his wife and family, and she's never been to a game. Just Get in there and yell and be the twelfth man. I've said that a hundred times on this show, but when it kicks off, it's going to be beautiful. Fifty in the sun is perfect. It's going to get a little chilly at the end, so be prepared for that. But uh, I, I, I'm just fired up, guys. And uh, I you thank know, you, brother. Let you get better. Yeah, lo- love you guys. Take care. Love you, man. Thank keep, you, W. Lee. Keep fighting, brother. Keep fighting. We're with you. Let's go back to our phones, 865-200-5402. It's absolutely, incredibly gorgeous out here, man. It is. Um, what a blessing to be out here today, being out. It's a perfect day out here, Tony. Perfect Live in this day. country, have the freedom to do this. I mean, come on now. Great to be out here with you and all of all. I said dog it, fans out here. I said it's great, ha-ha, to be he-he. Let's get Josh in here. Josh, welcome in. Hi, Tony. Hey, Josh. Hey, big Josh. What's up? What's up, brother? I get ready for uh ready for the weekend. Uh Tony growing up, uh these games like this, uh it seemed like we always had a good shot to win. I don't know how good a shot we got tomorrow, but uh I'm just gonna try and enjoy it, try not to get too pissed off that goes south, but I ain't making no promises, but I hope we can hang with them. Uh it's it sure be nice to to get a win like this, I, I can't remember the last time. Yep. What would, what would the last time we got a win like this be, Bino? That's a great question. What would the last time Tennessee wins that game tomorrow? Brian Hartman, what do you say to that? Last time, Brian. We had seen a win like that in Neyland Stadium. What do you all say? When's the last time we had a win if we win that game tomorrow? I mean, it's been so long, I didn't think we are allowed to win games like this. Um, what you got, the, Brian? The game at Miami it, that was on the road, but that's the only time I can think about one. That's crazy. That's crazy, Bino. Yeah, the I Miami mean, game, like we said, Tony. I, I don't think there's ever been a setup like this. And by the way, that Miami game was crazy and screwy too. Yeah, that's what was. you got to have. Mm-hmm. Some weird deal where you just hang around. Really low scoring. Kick return. Hail Mary at the end of the first half. Yeah, Hail Mary. That Banks kid caught a ball. Or was that? That was a Florida, wasn't it? No. It all runs together for me. What happened in that Miami game? Something screwed happened in that uh, Miami. uh, Fumble punt. Fumble punt. There was a fumble punt. Somebody fumbled a punt. The only touchdown came on a end around from two. I think it was Tinsley or something. Like a 33-yard run on the goal line. Wow. Just weird that stuff. That game's on yep. the road, though. I mean, we hadn't won one at home. And I, I couldn't. I don't know. Miami in that yeah. game had a 47-game, 47-home-game winning streak, and Tennessee went down there and beat them. 
unbelievable. And that, that was when the soldier game that Kellen Winslow Jr. got up there and talked about being a soldier after the game. Now he's in he's in a federal prison now. That poor fella. Well, hi, Tony. Uh, uh, I know Luke called in about the Rednecks, and uh, you know W. Lynn had a Georgia story. So let me give you a Redneck Georgia story from uh, 2014 game. I think it's 14 when Pig Harris fumbled. Uh, me and about ten buddies went, and we were in a jeep. It was hot. It was like uh, middle of September, and uh, we had a Georgia buddy, David. And we still have pictures of this. Uh, you know, sprint, uh, spent the whole tailgate all day barking at people. And uh, he got so belligerent drunk, he basically passed out before we could even get in the stadium. And uh, we came back out, and uh, he's sitting in the front seat of the Jeep with the seatbelt on. And uh, he had got sick on himself. But... Uh, you know, going home, my other buddy, we stopped at a car wash, and with him still seat belted in that seat, took that pressure washer to uh, to David and uh, washed him <laughs> off while he was in the in the jeep. You know, Josh, I, and, uh, I I I tell you this. Hang on one sec before you finish your story. I thought because there's a gentleman out here that's kind of not familiar with us. I said somebody's getting ready to get whipped in this story. <laughs> And you threw me for a total curveball. So one of your buddies, one of your buddies, drank himself into oblivion. Newton John, and you're telling me that you guys took him, took the doors off the jeep, went to a car wash, and sprayed this dude down. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, he was in the front seat, and we got pictures still. We send it to him all the time. Uh, That's college football, bro. He, he got the, he got the pressure washer while sitting in the front seat of, of the jeep. It's all semantics, so, Tony. It's all semantics. I mean, well, you have your ass whipped or get hit with like fire hose, like water pressure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my question is, hey did, hey, did, hey, did you guys put the foamy brush on him? That's my question. <laughs> I've always wanted the foamy brush. Man. Thank you. Good talking to you, Josh. Let's go back to my phones. Uh, back to our phones. And get Ethan in here. Is up next with us. And if you want to jump in, eight six five two hundred five four zero two. On what is an incredibly great day, eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Ethan, hello. Hi, how you doing, Tony? Hey, Ethan, welcome in, brother. Uh, uh, I'm actually a UGA student. Um, I'm calling. Oh, uh, nice man. Now. Welcome on, welcome aboard, brother. I was told to call you by someone uh, I went to high school with. He's a big Tennessee fan. Cool, man. Welcome aboard. Uh, I just wanted to ask you, um, first of all, I heard you talking about the playoff earlier. Um, yeah. With the 12-team potential. Yeah. Uh, so you said you're, you're a big fan of the 12-team um, bracket? Yeah, I want to I want to open it up, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been, I've been wanting to open it up for a while, but I've always thought four was a little restrictive. I feel like four is not even much of a playoff. Um, well, it's like, it's like I guess, I mean, are, are, are you a Brave fan? I am a big Braves fan. Yeah, so I want to keep it so that this year at the trade deadline, I mean, there's no trade deadline in college football, but it, it makes it makes the season alive for so many more teams. Like like W. Lynn said earlier, I mean, if you had a 12-team playoff, there's 22, 24, 25 teams right now going, man, we can get in that thing. And, you know, yeah. just being a Tennessee fan and being in this in this town, it would it would create, 
so not an easy path because none of that's easy. Even even getting to a twelve team deal wouldn't be easy. But it would make the sport so much more interesting, and it would turn the sport back into an argument sport again. Because with a fourteen playoff, there's no arguments. If you had a twelve team playoff, the tw- from teams twenty four down to twelve, they would be fighting like cats and dogs for that last spot. I we belong in there. No, we belong in there. No, we beat you. It would just make the sport a lot more interesting. Yeah, I definitely agree. I would like to see it where um, teams that are over one loss would have a legitimate shot. Um, that would be cool. Uh, I was always a proponent of the eight. I thought the eight team would be a step, but that's been ruled out at this point. So I, I would like to see 12 as well because I would like to see teams, especially like group of five teams or two loss like runner-ups, be, be able to get in and prove their shot. So that would be cool. Yeah, why not? And then this year, I guess the thing that would be really interesting is if they went 12 teams, what would you do with a conference championship game? They still going to have them, Bino? I, I think they'll give those up kicking and screaming, Tony, because they're such money makers. I know. For the, for the leagues. Um, so I, I would guess that they will continue on with them that way. It's just more football. I, I think more football always would be a good thing. Um, because now, you know, we're sitting at 12 games, 13 or 14 if you make a bowl. But at that point, you'd be playing, playing 16, which is nearly an NFL season. Um, I, I would like to, I would like to see the football, more football in the season. Yeah, I, look, more of this sport can never be a bad thing. And can you imagine having a home playoff game at Nathan, Georgia, where you're a fan? Or, or a playoff game in Neyland Stadium, what these what these college towns would feel like if you did that? Oh, yeah, it would be absolutely electric. I would love to see it. I always thought it would be really awesome to get to a home playoff game. I know, because um, now what they do before. is they don't play them on the campuses. Now they play them in these, in these antiseptic bowl sites. And, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why the college football playoff doesn't feel like it should. You know, we've wondered about that. Yeah. I think that lack of a home deal, in the NFL, you're playing in somebody's building. You're either going up there in the cold in New England, going to the Pittsburgh Stadium, going down there and playing in whatever they call that thing in Nashville, that stadium they allegedly have, that home field advantage. Well, the other thing they do, Tony, that that a four-team playoff creates is you take a month off. You get finished playing, and then you take a month off, and then play your biggest games. Ba boom! That builds nothing. Thank you. Yep. So, what do you think happens tomorrow, dog fan? By the way, dog fan, how old are you? I'm 19. Nineteen years old. What do you think happens tomorrow, brother? Um, I'm actually going to the game. I'm headed to Knoxville in a few hours. Um, this is my second time going to Neyland. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm expecting a, a decently large win for the dogs. I don't think it's, it's going to be a blowout from the beginning. Um, I think Tennessee does have a really good team as far as the offense is being something different than we've seen for the most part. Uh, I think they give us a challenge, but honestly, I'm expecting at least a three touchdown victory for Georgia. That's certainly what I would expect, Tony, if I were a Georgia fan. Yeah. 
Are you at all afraid of Tennessee's quick score ability tomorrow? And the fact uh, that, you know, if, if they can get if they can get time, it's a big big F. If they can get time to throw, stretch those safeties a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I would say it's something to be concerned about for sure. Um, I, I heard you saying it earlier, it is a different offense than what we've seen for the most part. But at the end of the day, I'm pretty confident in our defense. We're pretty deep for the most part, and I don't blame. We've you. been holding teams. We've been holding teams to ten or less. So I think I think it will be a challenge with every game in the SEC. But as far as if I'm worried whether or not it's going to affect the outcome of the game, uh, to be honest, I'm not super concerned but i am really looking forward to a good game i will be in attendance and uh i hope Neyland's pretty loud uh, the last time i was there it was very loud so uh should be a good time that's fun man I, ho- I hope you have a good safe trip up and uh stop out here at calhoun's if you get the opportunity you owe it to yourself to do that if you haven't out here on the river it is uh, simply a it's a it's a scene unlike any other i mean it's incredible I mean, I've been all over this great country, and this is one of the more beautiful views you're ever going to see in your life. And with the uh, leaves changing as they are right now, it's just, um, I mean, to call this picturesque today, Bino, would be, you know. Undersell it. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, look at that over there. It looks like a painting. Beautiful. Just beautiful. Woo! I mean, uh, Brian Carpenter listened to us over at Carnes Motor Company says the following. Thanks for the call, man. Have a good, safe trip. 865-200-5402, the number if you want to join us. Here's a question. You know, this black uniform thing. Hey, Brad, question for you. Tennessee wins tomorrow. You want the you want the kids to attack the goalpost? Bino? Attack the goalpost with a win tomorrow? Yeah, as, as long as I don't, like, carry them or throw them up into Z12 up like 48 rows up there. <laughs> What's the last time being star the goalpost came down? He said he thinks it's that Florida game in 98. 23 uh, short years ago. I don't remember another, Tony. After that. Bill's sitting here with a lot better memory than me. Says no. Now, you know, uh, Matt Dixon brought a good point up. It's a really good thing. A really good thing that Tennessee didn't score at the end of that Ole Miss game. Because if they'd have run on that field, they would have gone after old Kiffy. It would not have been funny at that point. Time and play. Hey, no, there's that's a, probably right. There's a time and place for everything. You win a game like this tomorrow in that stadium with that night falling in that place, and you want to attack those goalposts, I'm kind of down with that, to be honest with you. It's college football. I, I, it's been a long time, Tony. I would have no problem with that whatsoever. I know there's some that say that we should be above that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's been 15 to 20 long years since we've been above that. Back to the phones we go. 865-200-5402. Appreciate the call, Ethan. It is going to be a really busy weekend for us. we got Garza Law, Tennessee, uh, uh Fifth quarter fan reaction tomorrow, and then Sunday, East Tennessee's in town. They playing like a noon start? Is that noon right? Noon start, that's right. And, uh, Clarky, if you're listening to me, that's a delivery. That noon start, just, just so you know. Um, Christopher followed by Lee, 20 past the hour. 
865-200-5402. Hello and welcome into our next call. What's going on, Tony? This is Chris from down in... Hey, hey Chris. Welcome in, brother. Thanks, man. Well, hey, we just got in the car. We're headed to God's country up in East Tennessee. Awesome. Where are you coming from? Houston, Texas, man. Houston, Texas. Wow. Are you... Yeah. I hope you're flying southwest. Brother, we're on I-10 headed to uh, Louisiana right now. We're making the drive, my friend. We're going all the way. How far of a drive is that from Houston, Texas to get here? It's about 12 hours, so it's a, it's a solid drive. It is. That ain't but, bad. I'd have thought it'd been more than that. Bad, no. Yeah, about 12, 13. But it's a beneficial weekend because my son is taking his first college uh, tour this weekend at... Uh, the University of Tennessee, so it'll be a nice thing to to enjoy. That Outstanding. is fan, yes, sir, fantastic, fantastic, yeah, great. You know, I was thinking about what's the biggest win, and then you know, in my lifetime, I guess Miami '85 is is that the biggest upset in, in modern Tennessee history? I think it probably is, right? What was the line in that game, man? That's a great question. I. I, I from a line standpoint, Tony's right. Probably the biggest upset was in Gainesville in 2001. Which was 17. Um, I, I think that Tennessee was about a 10 to 12 point underdog in 85, but I, I don't hold me to that. I'm not sure. But I know this. The chatter around that game, Tennessee was given zero, oh, yeah, zero chance to win that game. The chatter, yeah. Kind of like the chatter around this one. Yeah, did our fan base think we were winning that game, Bino? Eighty-five. Did our fan base think we were winning that game in eighty-five? Not, not until they had been down there on Bourbon Street for a couple of days. Gotcha. Yeah, so that reminds this one, but you know, it, the pressure is off this weekend for us, right? I mean, absolutely. We're going up there, having fun. I mean, we got nothing to lose, and they got everything to lose, and I think that matters. You know, so. I think we're going to play loose, fun. Whatever happens, happens. We're all going to feel good. It's homecoming weekend anyway, so no yep. matter what happens, it's going to be fantastic. I'm proud of these balls, and I don't mind driving 12 hours for Josh Heifel. I'm very proud of uh, the effort that they've put in. They've done a great job. and Yeah, excited about the future. Can't, can't wait for it. We're going to eat our weight in, uh, in flapjack and have a big time. It's going to be great. Listen, man, I hope you have a good, safe trip up from Houston. You say it's yeah, it's about thirteen hour drive. I mean you could be a bigger fan than that, but you know, who's counting? Thirteen hours. Y'all are crazy. I hope you enjoy yourself though. Stay safe. Thanks, Doug. And uh, hey, congratulations on your son visiting school too. That's huge, man. That's awesome stuff. Thirteen hours, you yeah. know. That's wanting it there. Whew. That is wanting it. That's a good travel line. safe. Yes, sir. And we're uh, we're glad to be getting you through a part of that. So thank you, man, for spending part of your day with us. 865-200-5402. You know, we're looking at this thing tomorrow, and the closer we get to it, the more you just know something special is going to happen in there tomorrow. And I don't know what that means. I don't know. I think it's going to be really special. I think it's fun to dream a little bit. Rather than think Absolutely. you need to, rather than think you need to premedicate. Absolutely, I mean, I mean this team has 
this team has been such a pleasant surprise. Yep. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Maybe they got one more in them. Yep. Because I'll tell you what, that Kentucky game last week, sales call today. I met a lady, it's a Kentucky fan. She was there. She said, I was at both games in Lexington. I was at the Florida game. I was at the Tennessee game. And I said to her, which one did you like more? And she said, well, which one do you think? <laughs> and then I got up and I said, ma'am, I got to do something here. Don't don't take this the wrong way. And I went over and hugged her. And I, she said, what's that for? And I said, I've been saying all week, you got to hug the Kentucky football fan. You witnessed a game last week where your team didn't punt one time and you lost. You witnessed a game where you converted like 80% of your third downs and lost. You lost a game where you converted a fourth and 24 on your last drive yep. and didn't go a yard further. Five for five in red zone with touchdowns. Five for <laughs> I said, you need a hug. She said, I still can't believe we lost that game. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty magical Saturday night. That Tennessee-Kentucky series, just like Tennessee-Florida, there's just no explanation. And kind of like this series. This series is really weird. Yeah, th- this this thing is weird, man. This one's weird from the fact that it 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 doesn't follow script. Those no. other two follow script. You're every right, time. Bino. You're right, Bino. And this one doesn't. That's a good. That's a good line. The thing about this series is this is the Roddy Piper series. Just when you think you have the answers, it changes the questions on you, like just like that. You go, oh, they have a scrub quarterback. They can't beat you. They go out and beat you. You go, oh, we have no chance. You, you win a game on a Hail Mary. You go, oh, the game down there where the lights went out when we beat them on the Hail Mary four or five years ago, Sammy was at our watch party, old crazy Sammy over there. <laughs> Let's go back to our phones. Tennessee Lee, get in here. What's up, fellas? Tennessee hey, Lee, hey. did I represent you properly or did I misrepresent you properly earlier? Oh, uh, no, I think you did. Yeah, like, so So I sent you that text um, yesterday. I, I, what had happened was I got a call. Um, I don't know. I've got a couple of friends. I got a call from one of our friends. His name's Nolan Shulman. He used to be the, used to be a sportsbook director for Bally's. He's, he's still with Bally's. He took a different job with him. He's up in Toronto now, but he had called me and he was, he had said that they had taken some money, um, real heavy money. Uh, up there, and he was asking me some questions, some in- I guess more injury questions, thinking I need to answer. I'm like, look, man, I don't, <laughs> I'm not that connected. Um, but he said they had taken some, uh, they had taken some really hefty wagers on Tennessee in this. And so after I got the phone, I actually called Tony Miller. He's a he's the sports director at the Golden Nugget in Las Vegas, and um, he was telling me the same thing. Like they they got hit, like they got hit real hard, like three different syndicates that are all in Tennessee, just massive amounts of money on Tennessee. Um, a lot of money came in early in the week on them. Um, the lines opened that line opened up at like twenty two or twenty one some places, and it immediately got hit. So they dropped the number down below twenty one. It's been sitting around like twenty and twenty and a half, and They've been kind of holding steady at twenty and a half, and um, they're they're still getting public money on Georgia. That's keeping this line from from dipping further down. But Georgia is a very public team. Um, they don't want to drop the line too far down on this because they don't want to get middled by some of these betters that already have money on Tennessee at like plus twenty one. Um, but yeah, they, these guys like Tennessee a lot. 
So, Lee, this is ba- this is your basic pros versus Joes. This is um, yeah. I mean, Georgia, like I said, is that they've been the public has been all over Georgia like the last five weeks. I mean, why wouldn't you be? They're they're cashing tickets every week. I don't think they cashed last week, but they um, but they're the public is going to gravitate to them. That's why these Georgia lines have been inflated the last month. And that's really the, you know, this line with Tennessee is inflated too. This, a true line on this should be like 17 and a half or 18 probably. But it opened up at 21 or 22. Um, and, and so yeah, I mean, I think you've got a lot of really sharp people that, that love this spot for Tennessee this weekend. And I'm assuming most all of that pro money is on the spread and, and not on any money line action, correct? So some of them are playing the money line just because they're, they look at it as like a, if there's an underdog they like, they look at it as a value bet with, with the money line on it. For what they're getting back, it's worth making the investment. Um, if, if, but so a lot of sportsbooks have dropped what the payout is on that money line, so the value's gone. There, so they'll, they don't want to take the hit on that. Uh, but a lot of them were hitting Tennessee money line because they thought in their minds it was just too much value on it not to play it. Um, I know, like me personally, I, I think it's too many points. I play Tennessee. Um, my bigger bet personally is Tennessee in the first half because like you guys have talked about, our defense has a tendency to get worn down late in games. We're not very deep. It's something similar to Alabama could happen to where we keep this a game and Georgia strings together a couple of long running, long drives running the ball and it's in the second half. Um, hey, Lee, so, hey, Lee, hey, Lee, what's the halftime yeah. line? Uh, it's Tennessee plus 11. So I'm, that's my biggest bet on the game and I'm also on the Tennessee money line first half. I wouldn't be shocked at all if Tennessee's leading this game in the first half. Not at all. And and this is my view on the game, and you guys have talked about this. Listen, Georgia has not faced any team at all this year that has any semblance of tempo at all. The the fastest team they've played has been Auburn. Auburn ranks like 39th in tempo. But they don't throw the ball down the field. But they're actually, in terms of like EPA per pass, the hardest, the best team that Florida's actually faced this year, which is kind of a joke. It's re- or the best thing that Georgia's played this year. It's really an anomaly that Georgia has not faced a team like us, and we're in the middle of November. It's really strange that that's the way their schedules worked out, but it has. Listen, these teams that Georgia's played this year, they've just they've been easy to prepare for. Georgia can just stack the box early, stop the run, and then in the second half when they got a lead, pin their ears back and go after quarterbacks. And and they're really good at it. Obviously, they're talented, but they haven't been tested at all. And what makes this Georgia defense so good is, if you look at them, it's, it's finishing drives. That once opponents get past the 40-yard line, they just haven't been able to score touchdowns on them. Like Florida, if you look at the box score, Florida actually played with Georgia the whole game. I mean, they got more yards than Georgia. It was just the turnovers that, that did them in and the fact that Florida couldn't score once they got past the 40. It was the same thing with Auburn. Bo Nix completed six passes of 20 yards or more versus, versus this Georgia defense. That secondary can be had. They're very green and inexperienced. But once you get past the 40, they make it very hard on you to score. They're really good at that. But Tennessee is top 10 in the nation in finishing drives on offense. They, they know how to score. Tennessee scores points. <laughs> Eiffel knows how to put the ball into the end zone. Tennessee is also um, more explosive than any team Georgia has faced at all. Not, that's not even close. So it's possible this could be a little bit of a shock to the system for Georgia's defense a little bit um, versus Tennessee's offense. Um I'm I'm just talking about Georgia in terms of how the narrative is and how in relation to the market. I'm not saying they're a bad defense or anything. I don't think they're a historic defense like people were talking them up to be. Um, They're not actually the number one overall scoring defense in college football this year. That would be Wisconsin. Um, Georgia's not the number one rushing defense in college football this year. That would be Wisconsin, too. You know, Georgia's defense is so good, then how good is Wisconsin? Because they're actually better than them in a lot of categories. I don't hear people talking about Wisconsin's defense all the time. (laughs) 
I'm just trying to put it into perspective. You know, it's not like there's 85 Bears we're going up against. You know, we you, you can make plays against these guys. And, and I just I think with Tennessee being able to start fast, you know, they've done it in a lot of games. I think they can put some game pressure on Georgia. Being out this year. Is Lee trying to talk himself into the? Sounds like he's trying to talk himself into. No, this. I don't think Lee's trying. Well, what if if Wisconsin is better than Georgia's defense? Then what we've got, I think, is basically two historic defenses going on at the same time. Because I do believe that this Georgia defense is as good as I've seen, especially when you compare the eras. Uh, what the '92 Alabama team was facing offensively versus what this team faces offensively. Yeah, Lee, I mean, no offense to you, but sounds to me like you're trying to talk yourself into that. I'm not talking, I mean, I'm talking myself into a bad line. The, the, the line, the line I'm, I'm looking at a bad line thinking, okay, where's the edge in this? All I'm saying is that this Georgia defense that everybody's making out to be the 85 Bears, they're very, very good. I'm not saying they're bad. But you want to know one of the reasons why people that, that do this for a living they they don't pay attention to narratives. It's noise to them. It's background noise. It goes in one ear and out the other. They don't listen to it. Okay, they're going to look at what they see on. They're going to look at what they see on paper. Like I said, on paper, Georgia's not the best defense in college football this year. It's Wisconsin, and that's a fact. I mean, you can take it, and anybody can take it however they want. But I mean, it's a fact. And, and Wisconsin's played some really really good teams this year, probably better than what Georgia's played. Georgia's schedule has not been good. And listen, I'm not saying Tennessee can come out. Uh, and win this game, it's college football. Anything can happen. But I think this is a ridiculous line at 21 points. Yep. It shouldn't be 21 points. What should the number be based on your uh, – when you look at your ratings, your personal ratings, I, what should that number be? I, I think a true line is 17 or 17 and a half. I think 21 with Georgia on the road at Tennessee is ridiculous. Hey Lee, from a from a gambling standpoint, when you look at the difference between a uh, say a power, I know, I know there's a lot more that goes into it than just a power rating, but when you look at the difference between the power rating and uh, and the line itself, what is the significant difference? I mean, if I'm for me, what, if I see something that's three or more, then then obviously I'm going to circle it. I'm going to come back to it later. I'm going to start digging into it. To me, if it's three or more. Just based on the numbers, then I'll, then I'm going to look into it and, and see. And my and my power ratings are pretty similar to most other ones. I mean, like Sagarin has this at like 17 and a half. S and P Plus has this at like 18. I mean, I'm not that far off than, than some of the, some other power ratings are. And I've had a pretty good gauge on Tennessee as far as betting on this year. I've done pretty well either betting on them or against them. You know, I mean, like I said, I, I just I, I think it's a good spot for Tennessee to play really well tomorrow. Um, I do, and I'm, but I'm like everybody else. I worry about our defense in the second half, you know, wearing down. Um, but but if you can put some game pressure on them and 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 go into halftime with a lead and, and make the their defense actually have to like where their play calling is important on defense in the second half, where Stetson Bennett feels some pressure. You know, I think that's a big thing. Georgia hasn't had to hasn't had to do it all year. I mean, are they going to go the whole no. entire regular season and not have and not have any scares? Or, or tough games at all to where they can just coast through the second half of every game. I mean, odds are it's not going to happen. I mean, so, somebody's got to give them a run for their money in some game. I mean, it's – I, I, right, I think they're in this right. particular yeah. weekend to do it. And, and if it, if it's, too, it's, as far as Georgia's defense – If it's not us, I'm not sure who's anything. Anything. Yeah, hang there's on, not anybody hang, left on their schedule. Yeah, there's nobody left, right? This is it. 
Kenny Loggins. I, I just, I, I just think with Georgia's defense, listen, they're, they're, those guys are uber talented. Um, and I'm not taking anything away from them at all. I don't want people to think I'm dogging their defense. That's definitely not what I'm doing. They're incredible. But they, they don't do anything schematically that's like exotic or, or tough to prepare for. I mean, if, if Hooker's watch tape, and I'm sure he has, he should be able to recognize what's in front of him when he goes up to the line. Um, they just line up and they beat you one-on-one. And they may beat us one-on-one all game long, and this is, and I'm completely wrong. I mean, I, I, I'm wrong 40, I'm wrong 40% of the time. If I'm only wrong 40% of the time, then I'm having a hell of a year. So, I mean, I, I just think that the number is, is just, it's inflated. I think this is a good spot for Tennessee to play, um, to play them well. I think this is, you know, Georgia also, think about this from a Georgia perspective. Georgia can still lose and still make a playoff. If Georgia was to lose the game, they can still, they're, they're not going to fall out of the playoff rating. I mean, they have some degree of comfortability in, in how this season has played out. And, and I don't, I, I don't know. I just, it's, th- this is a good spot in my mind for Tennessee, um, to cover a 21 point spread. I think the team total is telling you all you need to know. Georgia hasn't given up more than 13 all year, and our team total is sitting at 17 and a half tomorrow. I mean, if we put 21 on the board, Georgia's going to have to score 42. If we put 24 on the board, Georgia, Georgia's going to have to score, you know, I, I just don't know if Georgia's going to put up that many points. It's going to, you know. Lee, much love to you. One question for you. Am I a fool to think that UConn is going to cover 40 and a half points with Clemson tomorrow? Because I think UConn's going to cover it. Go ahead. Tell me why. Clemson's defense might score score 21 points tomorrow. They're they're awful. (laughs) I mean, like UConn's power rating, seriously, is like if you include like FBS and FCS, they're like 200 and. 50-something. I mean, there's but like Wait a second. What, what if UConn just punts the ball to him all day, though, and doesn't doesn't turn the ball over? But then, can Clemson then do that? Can Clemson cover? Can, Cle- can Clemson but, score that many points against UConn? Probably not. <laughs> that's probably what I thought. Not. Okay. <laughs> but, I think that line's crazy, personally. But uh, anyway, yeah. that's me. It's a lot of, that's a lot of points. It, Bino's it is, playing but, it. But, I mean, Bino's playing awful. it tomorrow. Thank, thank <laughs> I, you, Lee. I'm not going to touch that one. See you, Tom. Uh, yep. What I'd like to do is take those great yeah. big lines like that yeah. and then play the over with them because there's usually very little difference between as they're not expecting UConn or New Mexico State to score at all. Right. So usually you can at least split doing Well, that's that. pretty good. Good little strategy. Let's bring Joshy Boy in, who's been known to be a degenerate gambler. And his not that you're a degenerate, Bino, but jo- uh, Joshy Boy, welcome in. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. How are you guys doing? We're doing good, Joshy Boy. You're Joshy the first Boy. person that's ever thanked Bino. anybody for calling him a degenerate. By the well, way, well, you know, shoe fits where. Bino, I took UCL, UCLA to win the national championship this year in basketball at fifteen to one. Oh, I, I think that's I think that's a value number, fifteen yeah, to one. They're they're certainly better than one of the fifteen teams with the best chance. I think to win it. After seeing their final four run last year, guys, I really do think they can make another deep postseason run because they brought most of their team back except for a few guys. And I really do like Johnny Juzang. He's been a good pickup for UCLA after transferring from Kentucky. What do you guys think? Well, that, that team had a magical run, Josh. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, 
I don't expect them to repeat as national champions in, in basketball, but it's uh, you. I don't think you can pass up fifteen to one at that. I would think that their odds would be much shorter than that. We got some gambling talk on here. What's going on? Yeah, and uh, you're like ran- and you're like random Bill right now. Why are you talking about basketball? Are you going when to we're getting ready to play? Up? He had to Are get you going to stay up at 11.30 tonight to watch Villanova versus UCLA? That would be a negativo. I wouldn't look at that if the thing broke out in my backyard. I'll still be in my chair at that time. I'd say, Joshy boy, and uh, I'll look up the score tomorrow when I, I wake up. I would draw the shades and call the police. That game took place in my backyard. Yeah. yeah. But uh, get into football. Tomorrow, my first question is for Bino, Brian, and Tony. You can chime in on this, too. Thank you, Josh. Do you think, guys, if Tennessee forces two turnovers tomorrow and scores about 28 or 31 points, do you think we'll be in it till the end in the fourth quarter? What do you guys think? 28 points, Bino. Are we in it at the end? Yes. Yeah, if... If... They have two turnovers and we have none, Josh. And we're yeah. at 28 points. Uh, no question, we'll be in the game in the fourth quarter. Hey, Josh, let me ask you something. Yeah. Because I'm going to give Bean another crack at this because I, I think his brain's working better now that the, uh, now he's been out in the sun a little it. bit. Got a little, got a little Earl up there going. Got a little Earl in his brain. Uh, Joshy boy, question for you. Yeah. You're Tennessee tomorrow. They flip that coin, and it comes up heads, and you've called heads. You win the toss. Are, Tony, you, going, are you going to take the football, or are you going to defer? You know what I like to do, Tony, and I don't know if Hypo wants to do it tomorrow, but they've done it for most of the season. I'm a defer guy. Why? Because you get the, you get the ball back, you Go get the score ball back first. in the second half. Oh, good gosh. Can't pass up at BOGO, Tony. Buy one, get yeah, one. Yeah. End of the first half, first to second half. How do you know you're going to have the ball at the end well, of the first Well, you don't. Half? But you you know you're not going to have it to start the second half if you don't defer. Yeah. You're going to live in your hopes or your fears? I'm going to live in my hopes. <laughs> All right, Thelma. I'm going to defer. Well, then you don't I'm defer. stuff them. Don't defer. I'm going to stuff them. Don't, don't, uh, don't decline. My hopes is we're going to stuff them. Don't decline, Marky Boy Griffin. <laughs> And, guys, who do you think is going to be the key impact player for the Vols on both offense and defense tomorrow? Let's see, Joshy boy. Uh, I am going to go. I'm, I'm going to go. Well, this is a given. I'm going to go with Hooker as, as our most important offensive player. Uh, and most most important defensive player is, that, is Banks against the Dogs. Got to make plays, yeah. man. Basically, our linebacking. Because if Banks doesn't have a good game, Mart, you have no chance. Because yeah. they're going to yeah. run that. They're going to run that draw with that quarterback till you stop it, and somebody better stop it. And here's another that that is a that's a problem. That's a problem right there. Yeah, it is. So. There you have it, Joshy boy. What is your play in this game tomorrow? When you uh, when you fill out your bingo card, 
I am not playing the Georgia-Tennessee game, Tony, but if I had to make a play, I would take, like Lee said, Tennessee in the first half plus 11.5 points. Because I think there's a chance Tennessee could be up at the end of the first half or down by a couple points. Good stuff, Joshy. Hey, yeah, thank but, you. Uh, yeah, Tony, it's cool. Yeah. My biggest play for tomorrow is Texas A&M money line against Ole Miss. Tony? Uh-oh, now are you just fading, Tony? Is that no. what you're doing, Joshy boy? Ole he Miss, said earlier that Ole Miss is his pick to click. They're going to win is the game. upset special. Ole Miss going to win the game tomorrow. Tony, no. If Texas A&M wins out and they get a couple of people to lose, the Aggies will get their revenge and make the playoffs for sure. Here's the deal, though. Texas A&M football means they'll lose that game tomorrow. That's what they've done historically. She's an A&M yeah. fan, right? Am I right? Yes, they're AM fans. Listen, historically speaking, they lose that game tomorrow. That's just what they do. They found a way through history to lose tomorrow's game. Through history. One more thing. thing. If I know that Tennessee is going to win, if they're up by three or seven points with two minutes left, me and Artemis will make our way down from the upper deck. And if Tennessee wins that game, we are rushing the field. Go ball. So that's two guys that are going on the field tomorrow. I, I think I offended our AM fans over there. But, you know, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but that is a spot for them tomorrow. AM, if you look at it, is coming off. How do I read this schedule, Bino? They're coming off that Auburn game last week. Down there in College Station, they got to go to Oxford, Mississippi, and it's sandwiched in between Auburn and Prairie View for them on their schedule. They're going to be looking ahead to Prairie, Prairie View. View. Looking ahead to that Prairie View. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. Historically speaking, no. You're right. Tom. Either Ole Miss is going to get them, or LSU is going to yes. get them because yes. they don't finish the season. Yes, with the one, you know, with the with the loss. Right? That's true. No, you're right, Tony. And I'm looking at it, and I'm going, okay. They don't win the key game. I'm looking at it. I'm going to go. And at some point, Lane Kiffin's going to accomplish something down there for all the attention he gets, right? Because what have they done so far? To get all the attention he gets. They had a really good first year down there from where he started. Yep. And... You're you're correct. He's okay. been on the cusp so he far. He gets unable to walk over that line. He gets so much push from just being Lane Kiffin. It's really odd, isn't it? Well, he's good at it. He he's good at being Lane Kiffin. He, he yes, he is good at that. He's he's good at at drawing attention and seemingly to get mo- more times than not to. To get quite a bit out of his team, so we'll we'll see we'll yeah. see what happens tomorrow. But yeah, he's a weird mix because he's like a he's a football Kardashian at some point. He's like famous for being famous, but yet he's okay. But he's not. But he's not what people think he is. But he's okay. It's a weird deal with him, unless I'm being too hard on him. 
Well, he he has. I'll say this about it. Yeah. He has a following because of the entertainment value that not only his team generally plays with, but that he brings as well. Uh, so people may not be, a, a, a certain group may not be as objective about him as they should be. Exactly. Let's go back to our phones. 865-200-5402. Let's get our next call in. Um, Daniel, welcome in. Hey, Tony. I'm not quite buying um, the the hype about a win tomorrow, but the stars are certainly lining up. Nice. That, uh, it's possible. I'm not buying it, but it's. I think it's probable. Possible, you know. Nice. Um, a couple points. Yesterday in your show, I was listening and kind of thinking, you know, we've all kind of wondered about Hopple and the recruiting aspect, and it's pretty clear on the football field that he does what he does. But I, I kind of want to, I kind of think, though, that just like the um, we have as fans, we have kind of seen what's taking place. you got to think that is kind of resonating with uh, with the recruits as well. You got to think that they can look at it. I think it was you were talking about yesterday about a, a guy being on the sideline and just looking up and seeing Tennessee score like we do. That you kind of just got to think that more recruits look at that and view it as such, like we have. It seems like what he's put on the football field and the success that he's having early with three quarters of the football team. You know what I'm saying? Well, yes, and. I think that, and X had a report on this today over at tclub.team, I think where it's really going to resonate, resonate rather, is in the transfer market. Transfer football players are going to see Tennessee as an attractive destination. The prep player, the high school player for now, has already pretty much decided where they're going. So to think you're going to make up traction in that deal now, for a future class, absolutely. But I think most of that hay is in the barn, so to speak, for now. The transfer player, though, is is a great opportunity for Tennessee to, to really make hay. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, could, I could see it from that perspective. Um, but like I was saying earlier, I think the, uh, the black jerseys, the fact that we are so many years of not, you know, taking care of the number one opponent. I think Georgia's heads and tails better than we are, but it's just, yep. you know, I'm not, I'm not quite buying the hype that we're going to win. But it would not surprise me if we did come out as a as as a as a victor tomorrow. But I just, I'm not buying it. But you know, uh, all things, all things being said, let's go out and try and go balls. Yeah, go balls to you, Daniel. Thank you, my friend. Strider, welcome in. Hey, Tony, Bino. Hey, buddy. What's up, Strider? How you doing, man? Ain't it great to be alive in Tennessee on a beautiful fall day like today? Brother, it's hard to beat. I've got three things for you real quick. First of all, today on a Facebook page I belong to, uh, someone asked the question, are Georgia fans the most annoying and obnoxious fans of them all? And, you know, they got to be pretty close with Florida and Ohio State. But this one guy, 
and I wish I remembered his name, I, I'd give him credit for it. He had the greatest analogy ever. Georgia fans have an Alabama mouth with a Vanderbilt trophy case. <laughs> poor Georgia. Isn't that That's great? Like, that is a great line. Poor, those poor people haven't won a natty since the first term of Ronald Reagan. Now think about that. It was the year I first sat in my seat. Hello. And then closed yeah. the north end zone. I mean, if you were to go back and look at all the things that were there in 1981 that aren't there now. I mean, I was still listening to music on an eight-track tape the last time Georgia won it all. Yeah. And no offense. You know, no offense. No offense. It's like you said years ago, Tony. If not for Herschel Walker, they're Kentucky. They're a little better than that now, though. But I, I do get your point. But, but they have, my entire life, they have been the ultimate underachievers. They're always loaded with talent. I mean, Ray Goff and uh, all the Ponzi scheme guy came after him. Man, they were loaded. And we beat them nine in a row. Yep. All right, on the... Uh, your question about uh, the coin toss. Yep. I'd, if I win, I defer. And, and I want to tell you why. I feel better you in know, position. Those poor guys on defense were on the field for 99 snaps last week. They're going to be fresh. And that stadium is going to be electrified when, when we come out and run through the tee. I put them on the field first, if I can. Get a stop. We get the ball, do what we do, score, and we're ahead of Georgia. You know, they had been behind all year, I don't think. And then, you know, of course, we got to give Georgia the ball in the second half, but that gives that defense, you know, a chance to, you know, they rest throughout the half and then our first series, which, you know, hopefully, well, our first series of the second half hopefully will be like 16 seconds. But uh, and score again, but that, that's the reason why. Just to you know, have the defense out there when they're at their freshest, and give them a little longer rest time. Uh, you know, with the second half. Hey, thank. Hey, good talking to you, brother. Enjoy the day tomorrow. Enjoy the game. Thank you, my man. You want to reconsider, Bino? Nope. I always want. The opportunity to have the ball at the end of the first half and the start of the second half. Roger wants the ball now. I've talked Roger into it. <sighs> Roger, are you going to agree with me or him? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, but you can't talk, but go ahead. Tell, tell Bino. Reno, the reason why I'm with you because because if you get the ball first and you don't get you get it for and out, Georgia get the ball back quick. So you don't. Oh, Rod, stop, stop, stop. Just quit agreeing with him. Let's get Nathan in here. My gosh, Roger, Nathan, welcome in. Hey, Tony, how you doing, mate? Good. Hey, man, so I haven't got to listen like I wanted to. Just too lot busy this week, but I caught up on a few things and. Uh, are, are you on like a speaker phone thing? Because I can't hear you. Uh, let me switch. Is that better? Yeah, go ahead, man. Go for it. Yeah. So, 
I've been watching the the game, the Kentucky game, and you know, it's been 13 years since I really wanted to really pretty much watch a game more than once, a few times here and there. So that's something, you know, excited to have a, a season that I'm actually happy to um, watch football on Saturdays, which this fan base should be totally thankful for that, and I know they are. But <clears throat> when I look at that game and I listen to the uh, – uh, uh, after show um, uh, last week when we talked about the Kentucky game, the the doctor that's on there with you, I want to Doctor Sinclair. Is that his name? That's him. So I disagree a little bit with something he said. He made the comment about how bad the coverage was on that um, fourth and twenty six or whatever it was, and we went into that prevent defense. Now the reason I say that is, and, and the reason that that defense is such a terrible call for us in general at the end of a game is the fact that our guys have been on the field 90 minutes and you're asking them to read and react against an offense when they're already behind the eight ball because they're reacting to what those guys are doing that's just the terrible our guys were just tired you look at that guy he's just beat we don't need to be in that prevent freaking defense at the end of a game if we have our, especially if we have our guys out there like that. That's, that's you know, I haven't asked all. you about that. I, I, my viewpoint is, if you'll notice what we did after we gave the big play up, we brought more than they had blockers and said, if Absolutely. they're going to beat us, and, and on second down, they almost threw a touchdown, so they were like, more power to you, but he couldn't get it there because he couldn't get the ball. He could not stand upright long enough to think, uh, I vehemently disagree with Sean then. I vehemently disagree now. Where are you on that, Bino, on the pressure at the end I, of the game? I, I've, I've got great respect for Sean's view of the game, but I disagree. I, I think that there, especially, uh, to convert a fourth and 24, what you have to have is enough time for something to develop, and we provided that for him by only rushing three people. I'm never – the only time I'm ever rushing three is – a Hail Mary at the end of the game. I'm never rushing or, three and dropping nine. Or, other than or, if you, or if you have such a dominant defensive line that you feel very confident that your guys can get there. Three guys can get there, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the only time. And we're not in that position. No. So, um, I, I was I, I talked to a buddy of mine who's uh, kind of dialed in down there with the Georgia team. And he said that he has the guys tell him, that Georgia has two scout teams running nonstop just to try to get close to the tempo of our deal down there. So they're pretty nervous about that, and you know, in some ways. So um, I'm interested to see how they deal with us. I think we're going to have a shot to, you know, put pressure on them and really put pressure on them in a couple ways. It, you know, it goes level by level, but in high school. When you have a defense get behind and then the offense catches up, then they get behind again. That wide swing of emotion of saying, "Okay, now we got to catch up. Now we're okay. Now we got to catch up." It gets a little better at college and gets a lot better in the NFL. It's going to be interesting to see if we get in a back and forth with these guys, how that defense and how they really, you know, um, come together. Um, I think that's going to be something that's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, Nathan, I, I think that I think Kirby's running about seven years behind his mentor, 
I think he's Nick Saban seven or eight years ago. Mm. Uh, when you run a conventional offense, mm. a pocket passing offense, run a football offense with a game manager quarterback, and the last thing you want is the other team running up tempo. He's got all these players that, but if you can't get them on the field, it doesn't matter how much depth you got. So I, I think he's saving a minus seven years. That's a good point. And um, one thing I noticed from watching the game a couple times is when our guys make a mistake, I watched it specifically on defense, when our guys make a mistake, if somebody drops an interception or there's a coverage or something that happens, we immediately lock, load, clear, and nobody's pointing their finger. And I'm telling you, that is a different mindset in the last 10 years. They've done a good job, you know, getting those guys to where they're um, pulling it together really quick. And that's a lot with coaching and just a mindset. Yeah. 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 You know. These kids are together. Um, it's, a, it's a fun. Hey, Nathan, listen, thanks, buddy. We got to wrap here, but it's been fun. Though. It's been uh, great talking to you. And Beanstar, give me a final thought. What you Tony, got, brother? Tony, it's been so much fun to be down here, back out with you, back on on uh, remote, uh, on a day when uh, the college football atmosphere is what we all hope uh, that it will be from now on in the future. Because yeah. it's a perfect day. Uh, with a great crowd down here. Thank you, brother. I want to thank my friends at Calhoun's for their. God, we've been they've been with us for over twenty years, man. That's that is um, that's absolutely remarkable to think about that. Uh, such an iconic brand in um, in not only East Tennessee but around the region, and for them to be with us for over twenty years, what an absolute honor that is. And I want to thank everybody that came out today and supported us. Everybody that supported us uh, by listening. All the terrific uh, advertisers of this program as well, our sponsor, family, thank you for that. I want to remind you, tomorrow when the game ends, we're going to be on live as uh, soon as the game ends over at TonyBasilio.com, uh, taking your calls on the Georgia game. And then after the basketball game on Sunday, we'll have uh, post-game coverage after every basketball game on the show of record. Uh, record. The show of record. Say it, know it, and write it down. In the meantime, much love to you. Appreciate you. Let's have a great day of football tomorrow. We will talk to you afterwards. Go Big Orange. We love you. JBE, 1040 AM, 99.7. All lines are currently jammed. We're going to go to the phones immediately. John Adams presented by our friends at Seniors Helping Seniors. I got John Adams, I got Brian Hartman, and I'm soon to have TGMD, the great Matt Dixon. Good morning, gentlemen. Tomorrow we're live at Calhoun's. On the river, on the deck, on the river, on the deck tomorrow. It's going to be an outstanding day. And we are going to set a tone for the Georgia game. Because it's going to be a 
Clark Moore from Select Ticket Service estimates there are about 15,000 people here. I might have to call him and check in and see if uh, if it's uh, how close to a sellout we are. He knows these things. Let's bring the great John Adams in here, presented by our friends at Seniors Helping Seniors on a Thursday. John Adams, buenos dias to you, my good friend. How you doing? Good morning, John Adams. Good morning, Brian Hartman. Come, hey, hey, there you John, are. There you are. John Adams, Knoxville News Sentinel. Yeah. I, there you uh, are, John. Thanks, Tony. I'm sorry I was having some technical difficulties I, here. I, I've been there. But I, I could hear you fine, and I thought it a bit in, inappropriate that you're touting Friday's show so so fervently when we're getting ready to do Thursday's show. I would kind of like to have had a build-up for Thursday's show and say Friday for Friday. Well, that's a good point, and that was really poor hosting etiquette on my part. Um, I'm playing today with a little bit of a kind of a sore throat, cold kind of thing. I'm not really focused, Sean, and uh, I'm noticing right now I got like a toothache as well. So I'll, I'm going to need uh, I'm going to need you to sort of coach me segment by segment today. So I'm really glad that. So let's try this again here. Hang on one second. Um, okay. All right, give me one second to hear. All right, hang on one second here. I'm trying to, uh... All right, hang on one second here. WJBE, 1040 AM, 99.7 FM. Translator, W259 AP. Powell, Knoxville. No intro music today. We're locked and loaded on a Thursday. My name's Tony Basilio. I got the great John Adams of your Knoxville News Sentinel. Matt Dixon, TGMD, is here. The great Brian Hartman as well. We will not be denied on this Thursday. We are going to move right to left and left to right and across your vertical hold on your device and your radio dial, no matter where you may be. Don't adjust the tint. Don't adjust the contrast. Yes, I am that good looking to the Twitchy it's watching. And John Adams is going to deliver it today from pillar to post, from post to pillar. John Adams of my Knoxville News Sentinel, who has written a great piece uh, regarding just the screwiness of this Georgia series. And, John, if it's one thing we can hang our hat on on this Thursday, you presented by Seniors Helping Seniors, from a Tennessee standpoint, it is that this has been, and you document it uh, in your column, this has been an insane series, John, as I welcome you in. Thanks, Tony. And that was a great introduction on your part. I just wanted to give you a shout out. Thank you. You were so focused and very single-minded. You you weren't looking behind. You weren't looking ahead. You're in the present. And that's when you're at your best. So thanks for that. I know the listeners enjoyed it. Uh, as for Georgia, Tennessee, think about it. it you, we kind of put Georgia on the same level, same tier as Alabama and Florida, even though Georgia hadn't won a national title in about 40 years. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the series, you think of a talent differential. However, Tennessee has a has a way of playing Georgia close, has a way of beating Georgia when you just think there's absolutely no way. And I always thought a lot of that had to do with the way Georgia handles its quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Georgia's never been great at handling its quarterback. Remember when it had Joe Tereshinsky playing? Do you remember him? Oh, my his gosh. Dad, yeah, I love his, Joe Tereshinsky. His dad was a strength coach. But the thing about it was, he was a senior, and they had a freshman by the name of Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford, you might have heard of him. Interesting. But he wasn't playing. 
I mean, are you telling me that Matthew Stafford as a freshman couldn't have played been better than Joe Tereshinsky? I think it was the third or the fourth, I'm not sure. No, it's a Georgia tradition. Matt, their fans are urinated off because not only are they not playing one of their five-star uh, collection of prizes uh, of the freshmen, they're playing this little dude who just barely, like I'm talking by a scalp, by my hairline, qualifies to ride the teacups at Dollywood. I mean, Matt, we're talking about a, a real little guy. And there's no way those two quarterbacks behind him, the kids, are happy. There's no way one of those kids isn't going to transfer at the end of the year. No way, Matt. And this guy does it all the time. And yet they continue to sign these five-star quarterbacks that don't get a chance at Georgia, Matt. No, it it is interesting how how they continue to basically play like some frat guy at quarterback every year, mm-hmm. um, as as a, as opposed to you know some some high high level four or five star. Um, John brings up a great point there, and that's that's really kind of Tennessee.